Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are joined today by a very special, all brand new guest. Claire Massano. Oh. <laughs> her full legal name. Yeah, my legal name. This is name. my friend Claire, and I'm so excited to have her on because she... She is someone that I have bonded with over many things, including a love of Chili's, the restaurant, and also <laughs> okay. Disney Channel original movies and the Jonas Brothers, which are you know cut from the same cloth and part of part of kind of the same the same world. But they're, I'm they're, really they're excited in the to same have her. Mickey Mouse shaped Venn diagram. Yes, yes. Okay. But yeah, Claire, we're so excited to have you here today. Um, I just thought I'd ask you a real quick question. We like to ask all our guests: What's your favorite Disney Channel original movie? Oh gosh. <laughs> I feel I know, like it's a that, real stumper. It is a stumper because I feel like it also depends on the year, but I guess if you really like had a gun to my head and needed the exact answer. There is one to your head right now. <laughs> yeah. I guess Brink. I'm a big Brink okay. fan. I love Brink. I we had to rewatch it for this podcast, and that was one that I like I think I had forgotten how much I loved it until I rewatched it for this podcast. And I was like, this movie is so solid. And like, I had never so seen it up before this podcast. And oh, I was like, wow. this movie is so solid. <laughs> it's very good as the thing. I feel like it was never my top favorite when I was younger. Like I was obsessed with Xenon. I also also, I'm like a huge Smart House fan. Um, I watch Halloween Town like year round. I don't. Does ha- Halloween Town the whole, the whole canon or just the? Um, you know, once it's around actual Halloween, I'll I'll watch all of them just like to have it going. But I mean, I don't really like anything other than the first one. Oh, I like the third one. I think I Halloween like the Hall- yeah, Halloween Town High. I think it's Halloween Town Two is. But I appreciate bad. your commitment to the whole canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But so Emma, you were very hopeful that we could get Claire on to talk about this movie, and I was just wondering why this one in particular really spoke to both of you because we are here today to talk about the Disney Channel classic, Rip Girls. Well, she was, we had been DMing about this. I'd been wanting to get her on the show for forever and one that she was very passionate about was Rip Girls and we haven't done it yet and I knew we had to have Claire for it because she was so passionate about it and like also I really wanted to have another girl on this podcast for Rip Girls. It's a very, very feminine, strong movie and I didn't want to like be having to listen to just you talk about it. Like I really needed another <laughs> woman here in the studio with me. No, I think that was a good call because I, I we, we, you know, do our opening thoughts here on this show and I gotta, I just want to gauge the both of you. I am also glad there's another female voice here because is there something I missed here? Because this was not a great watch for me. If this I was amazing. What? I loved every moment of this movie. Okay, Claire, where did you land? I have to laugh because it's like we're, we're meeting to talk about Rip Girls and I didn't even include that in my favorites roundup I just gave you, but this was like one of my all-time favorites. And I still think it stands the test of time. Like I haven't watched it in so long and I watched it yesterday I just think it's phenomenal. How are you not into it? I love I just, this movie. And I, Claire, I agree with you. This was one of my favorites when I was little. Like I remember mm-hmm. watching this as a kid and loving it. And I didn't remember literally anything about the plot. I remember like three, I remember like three very specific scenes, like the sexy luau scene, the like when the girl almost dies in the in the waves and she cuts her head. Like I remember a few scenes. I didn't remember the plot of this movie at all. And I remember the guy, of course, that she kisses. Well, yeah. if you want to know, you probably didn't remember the plot, Emma, because there is no plot. That oh, was my yes, main it is. Issue. It's about land ownership. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> no, no. It's about they native land. Do... It's about native land. Yeah, but land. they only decide that there's a conflict in this movie in the last 20 minutes. 
minutes. Like no. I was just sitting, I literally, I have a note once they get to the quote unquote sexy luau, as Emma calls it, I was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm still waiting for the plot to start on this No, movie. are you kidding me? She's in a moral dilemma throughout the entire yes. film. No, no, she doesn't. She, that's what I'm saying. She doesn't seem to care about it no, up until does. those last 20 minutes. No, she, she does. does. She asks hard hitting environmental questions like throughout also, the entire plot, film. that her dad is completely hidden her dead mother. Yeah, from her. No, that's they, another plot. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's not plot. That's emotional. Like, that's emotional development and like the plot is I don't want to blow emotional. your mind, Luke, but sometimes plots can happen just, just through emotions under the surface. It doesn't have to all <laughs> no, be an action scene. You I'm, not asking for, man. I'm not asking for an action scene. I was just hoping for, you know, some rising and falling action and some general, you know, plot building. And I was just kind of watching this girl like meet people in Hawaii and get decent at surfing. I was kind of like, I, I don't know. That's why I wanted to gauge you guys because I just think it just didn't click for me. And I don't know if that's because I am a man or if it, there's like some weird little girl fantasy from the year 2000 about moving to Hawaii and meeting a surfer boy or something that just didn't click with me. But I did not really enjoy this film that much. Maybe you were just blinded by like the sheer girl power that resonates throughout the whole film. Like, I don't understand how you can say there isn't a plot line. Like the plot line is her deciding whether she's going to sell the land or not. And there's like various meetings about it and various times where she's like mulling it over or where she finds out that other people know that that's why she's there. And like, I feel like that was a string throughout the entirety of it. So do I, because we see those villainous hotel people like three separate like, times. No. To the three point where I was like, times. why are we back at this goddamn meeting? <laughs> no, no. The real estate agents are nice. That's my problem. No. I wanted, I, no, I wanted. Those people are ca- cartoonish. No, no, no. I wanted villainous hotel real estate agents. I wanted there to be villainous villains and conflict but all they do is like they're like well we have some current concerns about this and they're like oh we will absolutely raise those to the hotel developers we will make sure you are heard you got to have your voice in. like they just help them every step of the way because they want to make money just as much as the dad and the yeah, stepmom they're, they're money grubbing no, like they mainlanders they, no they're not grubbing they don't like push like they, they don't put morals aside for anything they just want to help them because this is what they think they're what they want and they also want their commission i want to just stop you Number one, first of all, before we even get into the step-by-step of this movie, I have to ask a question, and I am a dummy. I really don't even know how my own bank account works. Can a 13-year-old legally own land? No. They literally, they literally, spoiler alert audience, they have her getting ready to sign a contract. A child can't sign a contract. That's not how that works. I do have to say, to Emma's earlier point, too, like, going into this movie, the first note I took watching this was the description on yes. Disney Plus. Sydney question Sydney question to sell her hair Wait, to Hawaiian land. But this is this is where I was like, oh did I did I miss something? I literally was like laughing and I was like, the whole plot of this movie is like the parents are deciding whether they're selling the land. And then I watched it and I was like, it's wait, this them. was really left to a 13-year-old girl who like knows nothing about Hawaii or the history of this land or her mother for Or for how <laughs> money works. When you're 13, you have no idea how much money college is gonna be like she has no concept of what she's giving up well really and I think here's my theory on this one is I think that the movie was originally written with making her older because what I couldn't parse is so yeah she's inherited all this land in Hawaii and I thought it was beachfront they said that multiple times it's like it's like (laughs) multi-millions worth of dollars this property and I thought what had happened is someone had just died and that's why she's old they have to do it now like why she's inheriting right now what I think the original script was that this person died a while ago but when you like turned 18 she would have to come take possession of it because she could legally own it but then disney channel said no we can't have someone that old being the star of a disney channel original movie 
And so then they, they rewrote, aged her down. They aged her down and just threw caution to the wind that that makes no sense. Well, I mean, that makes more sense. But, like, still, when they handed her that legal document, I literally was like, wait a second. She <laughs> yeah, can't that's, yeah, like, that's just not how the law I, works. I, like, you, her parents would still. It would, yeah, the dad would, they would, the parents would at least, like, take guardianship. Or it or would be in a trust until she turns 18. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, or the lawyer guy would not say she could take claim of it until she turns 18. But it's like, hey, 13-year-old, do you want to make this massive financial decision that will impact the rest of your life? But no, Claire, I I had the exact same first note. Like, I guess we're just jumping into, like, our first notes here. Because yeah. I had the exact same first note. The description on Disney Plus has nothing to do with surfing. <laughs> I was expecting it to be, like, girl learns, like, surf, surf riding gang. And it's like, no. Sydney deals with land ownership rights squabble. I was like, what the fuck is this movie about? Well, you know what I would also say this movie is not about? And this is going more to my last note than my first note. It's not about anything called a rip girl. I don't they know. Don't they don't say that word. I was like, we meet the girls that she's going to meet at over the course of the film and I was like oh these must be the Wait, rip girls guys guys is that a play on rip curl I think so but you need to pay that off though. I feel like you hear like I feel like they use like rip in their surf lingo that they toss around the only surf they lingo toss really, a lot of surf lingo I, yeah. I only really picked up stoked, on stoked bra stoked grom. No, 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 grom is the one I got all that other is just like general 2000s what people think slang was gnarly there's a lot of surf slang being tossed around especially by Gia she's carrying putting a lot of the weight <laughs> Now, Gia, Gia, I did really like in this film. She's I, great. I, but well, let's open up with this. We open on the title Rip Girls. It's a very simple logo. It's just the words on a surfboard, but it's effective. I liked it. So we open up with our protagonist, Sydney, on an airplane. She's flying to Hawaii. <laughs> and I want to just stop you right there. The protagonist of this movie is icon Camilla Bell. Camilla Bell. Who is not Hawaiian. Claire, do you want to explain who Camilla Bell, Camilla Bell is? Yes, please you do. Know, when, I don't know who that is. When think, that's, that's my second note on my list is casting, and all it says is Camilla Bell. And <laughs> I, I don't even know how to follow that up. It's like Camilla Bell came in like hot, and heavy with like Rip Girls and then she was in When a Stranger Calls and then I feel like I never saw her in a film again. No, she was like the it bitch from like 2003 to like 2007 and then we have literally never yes. seen her again. I've never heard of her. She was on the cover of Teen Vogue like a million times. Remember how popular she was? She was an it fashion girl. She was in When a Stranger Calls and then like blew up and still like I I'm sure you could still catch her at like a fashion show every once in a while. But she literally has never been in anything since. And I don't understand. No, I actually don't think she's worked since 2007 or 2010. Yeah, yeah 100%. Well, I'm not surprised by that because I did not enjoy the okay, performance. Okay, and now I'm going to also say infamously, which is like, I looked at her Wikipedia as I was watching this movie just to see Claire. Like, I'm like, did she act again after like When a Stranger Calls? So I did some research or went on her Wikipedia. So it turns out she was in like 10,000, the movie 10,000 BC, I guess, which was, the, her Wikipedia is very defensive. I feel like she wrote the Wikipedia <laughs> because it's like, after the very commercially successful movie, 10,000 BC, she hasn't really needed to, to take any big budget projects. So it's like her making excuses for why she hasn't worked in anything in 10 years. But it also says under her personal life cycle, which is very short. She infamously dated Joe Jonas. Yes, the Jonas Brothers song "Love Bug" is about allegedly. Oh. I don't believe that. And then "So Much Better" is also about her. Um, Hang on, I want to hear Claire's takes wait, on this. Yeah, I <laughs> have to. I have to interject because I think that "Love Bug" is like very notoriously known as Nick Jonas writing that about Miley Cyrus. Wait, yeah, maybe I think you're right. I think with Camilla Bell's Wikipedia edited her own Wikipedia page. <laughs> I, I swear to God, it said that on the Wikipedia. I'm gonna relook it up, but I, I'm now that I'm saying that out loud. You're right. So much better is yeah. about Camilla Bell, and "Love Bug" is about Miley Cyrus. Also, you 
talking about her Wikipedia just prompted me to pull up her IMDb, and I forgot a very iconic other role she was in, which she played young Sally in Practical Magic. She was Sandra oh my Bullock's god, yes, yes, younger yes. self. Oh my god, she was so good. Yes, okay, is. yes. Oh, that that she was like a very popular child actress. She did but a lot. She's not good in this. She's fantastic in this. No, she, yeah, no, also she is fantastic. No, in this. she has one line delivery, which is wistful and confused, and that's all she needs. No, it's gets, okay. That's why make a play with this movie. Say what you, what you will. I, I understand I'm being very uh, critical of the plot and all that stuff, but like this movie just had no energy for me. Everything is delivered at like the same tone. No one seems to have, be having fun except for like two to three characters. Also, it's like that's the essence of her character. She's like very careful and like doesn't really do anything. Yes, she's yeah, but not, quiet. not in every scene. <laughs> she's quiet. Okay, shut up, guys. I'm fixing my mistake. Oh my I pulled up her personal life section on her Wikipedia. They met when she appeared in the Love Bug music video. She oh. started in the Love Bug music video. So it's not about her. She was in the music video. That's how she met Joe Jonas. So much better is about her. And infamously, Taylor Swift's song, Better Than Revenge, anti-feminist icon <laughs> of a song. My one a, amazing Taylor Swift song is about Camilla Bell, like stealing Joe Jonas away from her. And it oh is Oh my God. Yes. So it is a petty such mess drama. and such drama and one of my favorite fun facts of all time. Um, but yeah, that is Camilla Bell. Well, the most important thing I took away, because I didn't know who Camilla Bell is, is that she is supposed to be playing a half native Hawaiian person, and she is not that. She's half Brazilian. Correct. Which is not Hawaii. Um, it's which you're they, right there. I can't yeah, yeah, right argue with me on that one. You'd think they would have learned their lesson uh, from this when they made that Doogie Kamealoalea show. I'm sure I mispronounced <laughs> that because that lady ain't Hawaiian either. But they, her and her dad, her mom is dead. They make that very clear up front. I said and, dead mom. But yeah, but that's what classic the classic Disney movie. Her mom that she knows nothing about and cannot recognize a photograph of is dead. Thank you. <laughs> the fact that she has no idea what her mom looks like is nuts. I was screaming when that happened. Like. Truly screaming. I get it. Like, maybe the dad doesn't talk about her. That's something they were like, oh, she, he's like, you know, so traumatized and talk about it. You don't know what she looks like. Yeah, There's the no dad, photos The dad of her. is trying to bury the first wife like she was like a serial killer or something. Yeah. So he didn't talk about her yeah. and his family. Like, truly insane. Have you guys ever seen Because of Wind Dixie? It gave yes. me big Because yes. of Wind Dixie. Yes. Yeah. Also, the other thing, so every decom, there's like a dead parent. So like yeah. when they're on the plane, they're flying to Hawaii. She's I need like to talk about camp. the plane. I, need, I, I hope you're going to say what I think you're going to say. Which is what? You say it. <laughs> my... My, you my, say it and I'll agree that that's what I was going my to third, say. My third note to which I wrote multiple things about were the photographs from the plane that are close-ups of waterfalls as if she's underneath a waterfall. Oh. I was like, the, the reality no. of It's stock images plane. of waterfalls. It's stock <laughs> images that they pulled from like, like Google. How are you supposed to believe she took that from 30,000 feet? Oh, they do no, that throughout my, this. Okay, like, my when they're note surfing wasn't, even, wasn't even the actual photos, which it gets... Is it just it's, her it's, insane camera? What is that? Camera. It's it looks a like a camcorder. Yeah. It looks, it, it's a really weird camera. And also, there's no way that she should have the technology to connect it to a computer in the year of our Lord 2000. <laughs> I said, my note was, what is this camera? I don't even understand how it's taking photos. It looks like a video camcorder. I, like, if, where was the lens? If you told me the props people just rigged up something for <laughs> that vaguely evoked the image of a camera, I would buy. And she uses it throughout the film. But to Claire's point, they do that throughout the movie. Claire. Like, she'll be taking photos of them surfing, and it's like, you would need to be in the middle of the wave oh, it to looks get like that. She's underneath underneath their the board. <laughs> And then, they, and then they cut to her on the shore just being like, got it, great. I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't get jack shit. Okay, but also, okay, so there's a dead parent in every decom, but I thought it was an interesting twist that there's a stepmom in this. Yeah, so she just, seems cool with her. An active, cool, like there's, a lot of times we see an evil step parent trope. That's just like a nice, 
normal woman mm-hmm. who is just married Honestly, to the better, dad. Maybe a little bit better than the dad. They have a better that. relationship. Yeah. They have a better relationship. Uh, Elizabeth. And she's like, she's the only mom I've ever known. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Also, my like third note, and I'm surprised this didn't hit uh, Emma's notes quicker, was what was going on with Camilla Bell's eyebrows in this? Because they are <laughs> very thick. She has notoriously a strong brow. I mean, yeah. I also have a strong, a strong brow, brow. But it just, it, it's, it's like the space between her strong brow to her hairline, like all that forehead real estate really threw me. And I was expecting I'm going to hop on that. This might be just like a Camilla Bell takedown episode. Like you have so much negativity (laughs) around Camilla Bell. I mean, I didn't know her name before I started doing this, but I was not a fan of her if I'm being honest. she looks cute as a button. Her little braids and thick eyebrows. And this movie is for the female gaze, I think, because I thought she was adorable. I love love a strong brow. She has like a young Brooke Shields energy. Yeah, she does. I love the braids that her hair is in the whole time. Yeah. And also, guys, every outfit she wears in this is just Reformation 2021 collection. <laughs> Did you notice that? Like, the, the the skirts and dresses that she wears, I'm like, Reformation would sell that. <laughs> like, today. I'm very nervous to hear your thoughts once we get to the love interest. Oh, uh, God. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> anyway, so um, they're playing Lance, and they pull up to this house. Which is, like, a gorgeous... I was actually, like, was wondering if it was actually filmed in Hawaii. But it's, like, these plantation-style Queenslander-style houses. That's it. And that's why, I don't know if you guys... I'm sure you guys noticed this, but it made no sense to me, was a lot of the, like... uh, not background, like the scenery where they like just do a panoramic shot. It's all like computer composited. It's not just like stock footage of a beach. I was like, well, you couldn't do stock footage and it must be that they didn't have, like they needed to composite a Hawaiian looking beach compared to an Australian one. This is blowing my mind. One thing you guys should know about me is that I take everything at face value. So I'm like this movie, (laughs) I was like, this is authentic Hawaiian culture. Like, So so did you you buy the whale that appears later? Ceremony. to do that. <laughs> oh, but uh, so, sorry. Before they get to the house, we do a little, the, just it's a bit more exposition. Her dad is like a super big worry wart. He's always trying to make sure she's safe, all that stuff. And she's like, it's okay. Like, I understand that's just how he is. But also both the parents are do- doing work on laptops. And again, like, how is this the year 2000 yeah, that you would have two laptops that you could use on an airplane? Oh, and also, this is the only time in the whole movie I think she narrates anything. Yeah. Everything else is just, yeah. I, I, we've seen a million movies that do this is where they because start Because they're narrating. too lazy to like, actually do exposition so they just have the main character like done like give you yeah, an it's, info a, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard line to walk because you either do like out of uh, body over overview narration or like well you're my best friend that I've known my entire life like and then it just comes off as very I also stock. think this is a pretty intense concept to drop kids into so they kind of might have needed a little bit more of a heavy hand that's like here I'm coming back to Hawaii which I haven't been to since I was a baby and I don't know because my mom him. is dead <laughs> But yeah, so they go up to this beautiful like ranch farmhouse place um, and they're just like, oh, wow, magical. And I'm like, okay, I mean, it's just a house. Like there's a lot of magic. It is thing. really pretty. It's pretty, but I mean, there's a lot of beautiful things to see in Hawaii. It just feels weird to blow saying like, oh, magical reaction on a house. There is magic inside though, because as soon as they enter, she she gets over to that cabinet that magic opens up. Guys, is there magic in Hawaii? (laughs) Is there magic? Because there is like magical realism in this movie. (laughs) Well, I, yeah, I was expecting, well, she doesn't go right in. She She takes pics of the surfers. Yeah, she goes to the surf, she goes to the beach. She just like wanders off or whatever because she can't. The only note I have for her taking pics of the surfers the first time is like the way this movie made me think that when I was like 12 that I could pull off board shorts (laughs) is actually its greatest crime. But I, I mean, in case you haven't made it clear, by the way, she is the photography kid stereotype 
she loves to take pictures of everything. But yeah, she takes just take she just takes a bunch of photos of random kids surfing. But then we get some really close angles on them. I'm like, okay, so these are gonna become characters later. And then she comes back to the house and she can't find her parents and she goes and like opens but some they blinds. Okay, guys, the music that they put over oh, the her music in searching this movie around is so weird. All of the abandoned houses and shacks, yeah. like, it like. Is it her mother's ghost? Is that what they're trying to tell us? <laughs> yeah, this is something I did. I could not really fathom. Is like I don't understand why this house is tied to her mom. Okay, I don't she understand this because she didn't live there. Uh, halfway through the movie, they say the mom didn't live in this house. Yeah, whose house is this? It's they. they the, the lawyer says it very briefly. I rewound this just to make sure I understood it. The previous owner, Miss Kalani or Leilani, something like that, she died, and now it's going to her because it is Miss Leilani's sister's granddaughter. So her great aunt was the one who was living here and then died and so now she's the only one left. The last living relative. The last living relative for this house to go to. This is what I was saying about emotional versus plot. Emotional plot versus actual plot is they keep trying to mix the two together of her finding more out about her mom and like her history and her culture and all that stuff with the house and the two just don't really gel for me because her mom didn't freaking live there. Like, Why wouldn't they just change that in the script and make it the house her mom lived in? I don't, that's that what I'm saying. That makes no sense. Because <laughs> they go to her actual house later and I was, because like there's a picture of her standing outside of a very similar looking farmhouse being like, this is where she lives. And Why I was like, do they make yep, that's where I've been going. And then they're like, no, it's a totally different place. I didn't even think about this at all during the movie. And I remember halfway through when she does go up to the mom's house that I was like, oh shit, I didn't even realize that the other house wasn't her mom's house. But now that I'm thinking about it and you're bringing all this stuff up, then, like, why was the mom's house in shambles? Like, she hadn't been dead for that long. They made it sound like that house hadn't been touched in, like, a hundred years. Yeah, why was it? Why did it, well, why did it go completely abandoned? It was like a ghost house. I don't know. It's just weird is the thing. Like, I was saying, tie it to the great aunt. It makes way more sense. The great aunt is a non-issue. No. And a they, non-character. They, if, you know, if you're not paying very close attention like I was, you would not understand what the line of succession is. But she goes back from the beach taking photos, and, like, she screams because a cat pops out of some drapes and scares her, and it runs it's off. Like a black cat which again feels like there's like some sort of weird magic yeah i want to talk about the magic thing then a little bit because there's i have some serious like i feel like that element is there but they took it out at the last i minute. know i know um, i think there was like a scene where there was this full-bodied like ghost of her mom speaking to her and they were like this is too weird and they took it out did anyone th- right, i'll just do it now did anyone think gia's mom was a witch a little bit no, <laughs> no. she gives her like a she has a black cat the black cat is hers wait that's and, her cat oh when she wakes up in gia's house the black cat is sitting on her desk she gives her like a potion and she's like yes yeah, a home remedy like like from the eyes and I was like I feel like this lady knows witchcraft I think that there's just like a lot of value so much Hawaiian culture and like ancient remedies and that's what I think oh sure listen I'm just white and stupid so I could be missing a bunch of cultural references but like I didn't think the movie was gonna make her a witch no okay I didn't think I'm not saying that the second I saw her I was like that lady's a witch but (laughs) there's a scene here the parents rush in when she screams and they're like are you okay it's like oh no it's just a cat it scared me for a second and then the the black cat thing with it like leading her around and then also like with with being in the Gia's mouth it does feel a little bit like Kiki's delivery service okay (laughs) that's not what happens at Kiki's delivery service but I like you like that you're on the back page with me but the the lawyer comes in wearing a Hawaiian shirt his name is Bo this is the weirdest scene okay I this movie like it got it gets so much better for me as soon as like she starts like hanging with Gia and like of the course, actual surfing. But number one, the dad is not that good of an actor, and there's way <laughs> too much. Most, a lot of people are. There's way too much dead space in between the lines. That's that what I'm saying. saying. There's they, no energy in they, this movie. They literally Camilla Bell like because she's better when she's with the other kids. Yes. But when the dad, her, and the mom are talking, I don't know if they're trying to show that they have a strained relation. But someone will be like, "Hey," and they'll be like. 
I think I'm going to go to the beach. And I'm like, why you are there so You can drive a truck through those, you spent gas, <laughs> so man. Much okay, and so the most awkward scene is this scene where the realtor shows up, Bo, whatever his name is, Bo walks in in a Hawaiian shirt, and, like, Camilla Bell says hi to him, and the parents stand there dumbfounded <laughs> and say nothing. And I'm like, I literally don't what the fuck is wrong with these parents? Why are they not speaking? What they explain it away as is, like, because he is wearing a Hawaiian shirt. They didn't think he was a lawyer. They didn't think he was the property manager or a lawyer. I think, you know, I think he's a lawyer. They don't, they, again, they never say that you have to be paying very close attention. I think he's a lawyer in charge of the will. So yeah, I think he's, he's like, making sure. He's like, we spoke on the phone. Oh, we spoke on the phone. And I was like, what's going on? And then he's like, yeah, we do things a little bit more casual down here. I was like, that's why you didn't, the man with a briefcase who walked into the estate, you didn't think was the man you talked to about the estate because simply because he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. But if you're making a children's movie in the year 2000 about Hawaii, you got to put someone in a Hawaiian shirt. I want to know who, who wrote the script and have they ever been to Hawaii? Oh, I probably not. So he explains to them, he sits them down and goes over the will and is like, yeah, Miss Kailani, she owned this place. Uh, now uh, Sydney is the only remaining heir. She has to live here for two weeks in order to take Which possession. Which is an absolute nuts Which writer. is also what you do when the house is haunted. You make them stay in the haunted house for two weeks so then they can like find the ghosts or whatever. That's a classic movie setup. And here's why I thought magic was going to be a thing. Because while they're having this conversation. This is, this is the most egregious moment she, that Claire brought up of, yes. where it's actually magic. The drawers open by themselves. The doors open by themselves <laughs> and they play like the Titanic, like, ah, uh, yep. like ghosts of the past music. I do think that was most certainly the weirdest music throughout the whole film was that. And then when she's in the like barn shed. Yep. Mm -hmm. I was going to say the barn shed is probably, I think the only one that competes with it. Yeah. No, absolutely. And and so that's why I'm thinking. And also I the thing that the, the doors open magically by themselves. And I was like, oh, this is going to be important to like, there's going to be a second will in there or something. It's just no. a photo album. It's a photo album of her mom who she's apparently never seen before. So like it but is She's apparently face blind for. <laughs> I also, okay, as they're going over this will stuff, like in the background, as she's opening this photo album, the, the beau, the lawyer is like going over the will stuff. And like, I felt myself tuning out and I was like, Nothing says kids movie like plantation land rights. Like they're literally in the background talking about the farmability of the land. Yeah. And I was like, who cares? Yeah, because they he lays this out. And so the parents are obviously like, well, we want to just get everything fixed up and sell it. Because he tells them like it's We're been, not farmers. It's been run down a little bit. No, but then he just brings up out of nowhere. Oh, this we used to, you know, had to cattle and sugarcane and like uh pineapples or something on this land. And the land is still fertile. It could come back. And they're just like, dude, we're not farmers. I'm an English professor from Chicago. Like we can't, we're not ready to to make a fully viable ranch. And I was like, why would you just bring that up out of nowhere? And like, he secretly wants them to do that, but he never tells them because he's just there to get make sure the will goes through or whatever. And they're like, we just want to like, you know, dress it up a bit and then sell it. And he goes, well, they've already been some offers made. And they're like, oh, already. And the reason why is because I didn't get this until much later. It's not just the house. They're, it's like miles oh, of land. Oh, yeah. Sitting on a huge, it's, I mean, yeah, if it's farmland, Luke, they're sitting on like acres. Yeah, but I'm saying we don't really ever see like the farmland part. We mostly just see this house in the shed. So that's all I thought it was at first. And then when they go and see what they want to do with the land, I was like, holy shit. That's yeah. like literally, that's like a billion dollars worth of beachfront property in Hawaii. I like, know it's that insane. like you haven't watched this movie yet, Luke, but I wonder if Claire had the same feeling. I think I know what movie you're going to talk about. This movie. I'm talking oh. about this movie. No, you just said like, like, I don't know if you've seen this movie. No, I, said, I know you haven't seen this movie, that one we're currently talking about. I just, oh, I haven't seen it before this yes. movie. Okay. I thought you were going to bring up a movie that I haven't no. seen. Because there is, there's like a George Clooney movie where this is also a plot. Oh, yes. The Descendants. The Descendants, yes. Yep. I have seen that. 
Okay, but no, this actually made me very depressed because I felt like I, it was a very like finite way you could like see my losing my youth. Because when I watched <laughs> this as a kid, I did not even think about this part. Like I like I did, and I didn't want her to give up the land. But I was just so into the surfing and the boy and the cool board and the fun. And like now that I'm watching this as an adult, I was like looking at my phone and I was like, that's got to be like. Five million dollars, bare minute. Like oh, I was no, looking, more, I'm calculating the cost of the land. More than that. <laughs> no, a hundred percent, like over a hundred million dollars in land. Like it's literally there's a private beach that she owns, apparently. Yeah. Like, well, they go. Well, they also go like at one point when they're in the hotel office, someone's like, "There'll be your Ivy League education." I'm like, "Yeah, five, eight times over." Oh, like absolutely. she could go to, she could get a master's. At I, Harvard I, I as don't well. think she'll have to work a day <laughs> in her life. If I'm being quite honest, like I don't think they're laying that out for her enough. Like you're no. 13 now. But, like, do you want to ever have to work again? Because you could just sell this land and not do that. This Absolutely. also very much so put into perspective for me, like, where my morals lie. I was, like, I would have literally showed up and been, like, boom, boom. Like, where's the check? I would have been, like, <laughs> I would have been, like, no environmental concerns here. Pass over the cash. I know. Also, like, it is crazy. Like, she doesn't know these people. Like, I get, like, if they're asking you to sell your family home and, like, it's, like, they, like she really, like, she doesn't know these people. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that goes into something why that I was confused about with with like with talking about Mr. Mrs. Kalani is like that's like I said that's like her great aunt. I was like, did she just die? Because like, shouldn't they have to like go to her funeral or something? Like, I know they didn't know each other, but like, and I thought that would be a great way for her to like meet members of her family that she didn't know about or something and get invested with the family, so she would want to make the uh, decision to keep it or whatever. But oh, you two are both totally right. Is that in my opinion is that you should sell this land? Yeah, because all all of the concerns that she has that like also the parents. The family's apparently struggling. Oh, yeah. The dad at one point is like, I'm not going to say we don't need it. I was like, oh, shit. Which is crazy because both of the parents work. But what I was saying was, is that um, all of the concerns they have about, like, environmental impacts that they would seal the beach off from everybody, that they would interrupt the whale migration or whatever, all of those get addressed. Like, the people trying to buy will be like, oh, we won't do it. We will absolutely agree to all these demands we would put in the contract. No worries. That's why I'm saying the real estate people aren't evil. They're trying to help them and stuff. And I like the real estate people because they're, like, the few bursts of energy. It's just a red flag. It's a red flag for you. It the is. minute and they showed up, they were creepy. Yes, no, they were. Very they were like big, smiling, like like cheesy. Yeah, because they're gonna get that commission. They were oily. Like they were. You could tell yeah, that it was oily. written in the script. Like oily, like resort people. My one thing. Have they done anything wrong? Yes, but they didn't. I am gonna say one thing that I I'm gonna fix this script in two beats and like just make it a little, make it make a bit more sense as to why she would be having this internal struggle. Number one, it should have been the house her mom grew up in. This mm-hmm. should have been her mom house like that is not that hard to wiggle into the script that her mom lived there should have been her mom's house and number two in the house at some point she should have found like a letter or something that her mom wrote about to Sydney about the land and like maybe her mom was faced with selling it at one point and she said no and why she said no like there should have been something like that like it should have been more mom tied to make it make more sense why she would not want to sell my only script doctor note that I had on this which is I think is if you take this movie and then the two Johnny Tsunami movies and you mix together elements from all three, you have the best version of the Disney Channel surfing movie in Hawaii because I think each of them has elements that would make them strong. And I'm not going to go into it because that could fill a whole podcast episode in and of itself. I mean, this itself. is just reverse Johnny Tsunami. It's... Because he goes to a boarding school in the snow and she comes from Chicago in the snow to Hawaii to learn to surf. Right. But also, like that's what I'm saying is like, I like that narrative, but then I would have liked him to become Johnny Tsunami by learning to surf. Like, I, 
wanted her to become something, like get something out of the surfing other than she just only surfs once, you guys. She really is two. Uh, well, if you count the time she saves Gia, that's kind of two that's times. Not but a, she it's mostly up. the two. It's mostly the like the to- no. Well, there's the part where she sucks at it, and the part where she does it, and then that's it. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, also once. the part where she once. stands up immediately as if like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but after they have this conversation, she finds the black cat again and then follows it out of the house and starts walking through the fields a little bit. And I immediately said this. This is- was when I realized that the amount of land they're sitting on is massive. Like, yeah, I didn't get it immediately. And this, and I immediately said, girl, this is dangerous. There's like massive spiders and stuff in well, Hawaii. Also, you, I couldn't you, I couldn't believe this whole movie we watch her dad say like she can't go down to the beach with friends, but it's like he just let her wander off. She essentially did the same thing on this walk. She hit all the spots of the land. She went down to the beach and it's like no one cared where she was then. No, she's ambling around, which is like basically acres of land that is like literally like shacks that are falling apart. Mm-hmm. She, she, uh, literally that shack could have collapsed on her and killed her. Oh, absolutely. Who, know, who, think, who knows if that's structurally sound? That's yeah. just as dangerous as going to the beach. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but the cat leads her in there because, again, it's a witch's familiar. Uh, <laughs> there, and there's a bird in there. And I, I literally wrote, is this cat magic as well? He leads yes. her to this run-down <laughs> shack. Yes, it's a witch's familiar. But uh, this, I just want to bring this up because it absolutely drove me insane. There's like an owl roosting in this Yeah, barn. like a barn owl. No, it's not a barn owl. I could not find out what the hell kind of bird that is. It looks so weird. It's got a big, like, afro head. Probably whatever kind of owl they could train in they're, Australia. They're, oh, oh I didn't, damn it. It's an I Australian bird. I didn't look, I looked up Hawaiian birds. I didn't think to look up Australian birds. I'll have to look into that. Because there are barn owls in Hawaii, but um, not the, any ones that look like this. It drove me insane. The funniest if there's any amateur ornithologist in the podcast, please <laughs> let me know kind of bird that the is. The funniest part of this scene is, which Claire brought up already a little bit, is the music, which is like, they're doing again, like the g- ominous ghost music, like ghosts of the past swimming yes. in front of her eyes. Titanic. But the problem is, is it comes in way too early. So it starts playing as she's just looking at random horse saddles and like wicker chairs. Yes. And I was like, why? What is so mysterious about oh, I these mean, chairs? I immediately knew, Emma, I'd like you to read this note that I took because I immediately knew that once she started walking around the barn. Is, oh, I did not know I, where no, I was hang going. Up, please read it out loud. Is she going to find her mom's old dot, dot, dot? Yep. Uh, I immediately <laughs> knew she was going to find her mom's old surfboard, which is exactly what happens. She finds this rocking like 1970s bright colored surfboard that has, oh, what? Uh, Nani Loa, I believe. Nani Loa, yeah. which is her nickname. Which was the mom's nickname, which I don't think we ever get her actual name in this. Do they ever say it? I mean, no. Camilla no. Bell definitely doesn't know it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, I don't even think, yeah, she she doesn't know her mom's name. Well, even when it's she's... referred to as mom or Nani Loa. The yeah, because time. even when they have like, she has a right up in some sports magazine they call her Nani Loa and I was like that's not her real name also um, the way she finds the board is that ma- sunlight magically streams onto it and they play even crazier music <laughs> the ma- the the sun the sunlight streaming onto the board was like along with the dramatic music I was I was rolling my eyes at that it like I yes. don't know why they have to go so hard into the cringe sometimes and just like well it's also like it's it's what Luke said it's like it's almost like you either magic. have to go all the way and have there be an actual fucking ghost or yes. like or just you need to pare it back a little bit yeah. like it doesn't have to be that over the top like like there's a oh like like just have her find the board and be like oh it's my, my mom's heart, my heart will go on or need there that then show me a real ghost at a certain point exactly because that's how you're almost there yeah like that's what I'm saying they go so hard with it at the beginning that I was expecting them to you know seal the deal and they just never do I it. I thought she was gonna like go under the water at one point and her mom was ghost was gonna be swimming in like the reef. Like I <laughs> her mom was a mermaid. Um so then she walks out of the barn and walks onto the street and almost gets run over by a girl on a bicycle who also has a surfboard. And she introduces herself as Gia and says, like, oh, that's a really cool board. Like, do you surf with it a lot? And she's just like, Yes, of course, you know, sometimes, <laughs> like kinda, you know, like 
very non-committally, but she still just lies. To she lies. Yeah, she yeah. fully lies. Um, and she's like, "Well, cool. I was about to head down to the beach." Um, and to this, I say, I love to lie. It's one of my favorite activities. Um, I'm a good liar. Keys to a good lie. Don't ever lie about act- an activity that you will probably have to do within the next two weeks. Like, she, like, this is, like, like that is the dumbest thing to lie about. Like, you know that's going to come up. This girl has a surfboard. Like, mm-hmm. like don't lie about needing to surf. Like, because that's, it's a very, very bad lie that is going to be easily seen through when you can't surf. Right. There's a lot of things you can fake your way through. Surfing, not, not one. I've, I've done a little bit of surfing. And if you had asked me to do it right now, I still couldn't do it. Like, it's it's a really wild thing to try and pass yourself off as one. Um, this is where Gia says, this is the island's sister <laughs> she does say that she has some great one-liners yeah gia i i liked gia a lot more than i like sydney because she had a bit lot more personality she had a bit more energy to her delivery but why even does then, gia feel like also like eight years older than sydney oh, she does, yeah. Yeah. all of these kids feel so much older oh than for yeah. sure like they feel at least like they're like 16 and she's they're supposed to be 13 she just looks so little when she's standing next to them on the beach yeah, i don't know if she's just a petite person but i'm like she looks tiny well it's that and then also like i said it's like the lack of energy in her delivery makes her seem like less I don't know vibrant than them for lack of a better word but do they go to the beach now or do they just make plans to go to the beach tomorrow I think they just she's like showing her the photos on her yeah. camera like at her I house think they, they hang don't. out but oh, they're not yes, at the yes, beach yes, yes. yes they go to her house which was this is a note that I had like the pipeline of female friendship in this movie like Gia runs her over and 30 seconds later they're cozied up on a couch at Sydney's house like looking through photos on a computer it just felt like it felt like way too intimate too fast for me well Claire will soon realize it's, why they got so it's, intimate it's, yeah. so it's a Machiavellian plot <laughs> uh, but also speaking of that again I just I feel like I need to bring it up because it really blew me away is you cannot get photos on a laptop that yes. quickly in the year 2000 Dude, no. at one point she takes that she ancient Photoshop. photo of her mom she, and clicks like <laughs> enhance yeah, and she got CSI totally level technology I have to talk about that part Emma I was like <laughs> we're, we're watching her edit that photo for like probably realistically 60 whole seconds and it's just to put them side by side I'm like you could just open both photos and like yeah. why did this movie think I wanted to watch a full two and a half minutes of someone doing like Adobe someone, Photoshop someone making a deep fake of them it was so weird but she's really impressed by she's really impressed by her photos and it's like yeah you should come down to the beach tomorrow we'll all hang out yeah um, she's impressed by the photos because they're impossible they're, for her to get impossible. from the angle she was at she was also like 50 feet away on a cliff it's yeah, insane and he's, like, he's on the back um, of the surfboard with them. But so at dinner, her and the dad and the stepmom. You can literally drive a semi through the <laughs> lines in this scene. Um, that's why I'm just breezing over it. They're like trying to make plans for what to go tomorrow. Like they want to go on a hike or have a picnic. And she's like, no, I was going to go to the beach by myself and hang out with some friends. And the dad. But that'd be just forbidden. He's like, you don't like going anywhere near the beach. Do you know anything about tides and currents and blah? And this is the moment I go, okay, so the mom died in a surfing accident. The mom died accident. in a surfing accident. Just immediately. I. Because he, he was just a little too wait, specific. I have to say clear? that I. I forgot how the mom died and like throughout all of this before we find out that it's something in the water I was like god this guy really hates like the beach I never I never was like this is how the mom this this is something happened with the mom in the water I was just like god can this guy relax like she's going to the beach with friends I did well okay so I had the same thought at first 
I was like, wow, this guy really hates like Hawaii and the beach. Like, <laughs> really, what's guys? wrong with him? But then when he said, the minute he said undercurrents or whatever, like rip tides, I was like, oh, there was a current. I didn't know if it was surfing or if the mom was just like swimming and got fucked by a rip tide and died. Yes, of course. I, was I like, got that immediately. I want to point out this is a personal story, but when Emma and I went to go see The Greatest Showman in theaters for the first time, great movie. Uh, Z- Z- Zendaya plays. Oh my God. This is, <laughs> why are you blowing up your own spot? <laughs> no, like I know, because this is my revenge. Because Zendaya plays a black trapeze artist in that film. This is your revenge and, against yourself? Uh, no, shut up. In the movie, they address the fact that people aren't going to like that they put, that's what they say at first. She says, people aren't going to like if you put us on stage. And P.T. Barnum's like, that's what I'm going to count on. And I internalized that as being like, huh, that's weird. Why did she say that? Did people in the 1900s Lucas really hate trapeze? Lucas asked me if people really hated trapeze artists back <laughs> no, then. No, I said And no. I literally I had said, to turn to him and go, No, Luke, this is wrong. I realized later on when um, Zac Efron brings her to meet his parents and they were racist. That is her. so late in the movie. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that point, I got it. And I told you later I was confused about the trapeze thing and you roasted me mercilessly for it. But I immediately got what happened here and I'm oh, just good like, you're growing that's, yes that's my well yeah you, but you did it that's why i just wanted to call you out a bit it's it's a, it happens sometimes anyway he agrees to let her go as long as he she brings her like cell phone and uh stuff the stepmom helps a well also i don't know why she has a cell phone in the year i couldn't i couldn't She's believe she had a cell phone either when he said that, that was I the was most bored. unrealistic part of this movie and yeah. there was a magic drawer scene earlier <laughs> yes because the next day she leaves and he's like, okay, be safe. Like, I love you. If G is not there, don't come back. I mean, please come back, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then like, once she's out of sight, she grabs the surfboard and goes to the beach. And also, this is the first time I noticed on this surfboard, by the way, and I'm amazed they got away with this, is that there is no safety strap on her surfboard because it's so, so oh. old, I guess it was before that. And I was like, really surprised because if you know on children's television like anytime you're in a boat you gotta be wearing a life jacket well, anytime I, you're in a car you gotta be wearing well, a seatbelt well they ride belt. horses they're all wearing helmets and yeah of course and I was so there, but her surfboard no ankle strap which I think isn't necessarily there exclusively for safety it's also so your board doesn't kick away, away from you yeah. but like it still is you know a flotation thing like I was really surprised they let her get away with not having one I guess it wouldn't make sense so whatever but she introduced Igea introduced her to her friends and I was like oh of course these must be the rip girls and she's gonna like join their posse like Lindsay Lohan, which she does, the mean but girls. they just don't name them. So they don't. They don't. Say no, that they never. Right. I. They never say that, and it really pissed me off. Lene and Melee, I believe, is their names, and they get like two seconds of screen time collectively, yep. barely in the film. I think they have one line each, to be yep. honest. Then so, the boys come. Right. Yeah. The Luke's boys. Luke's gonna miss. Oh, just get ready, Claire. Luke's gonna miss every important note of this. Romance. No, I just didn't know. If they <laughs> Luke watches these movies, no, and it's I like have... he has a disease where, like, any part that's like romantic, I... he either misses or doesn't pick up. On. I have the boys down. I just didn't remember if they started surfing first before the boys show up. But you're right. They all hop in the water together. Yeah. So the boys show yeah. up first. And there's a dude named Kai. I don't think the other one ever gets a name. No, Kai. Uh, but Emma, do you just want to talk about Kona? His name is Kona. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't stop laughing at Kona. Guys, first of all, that is just a city in Hawaii. And I don't think anyone would name their child Kona as, as it's just a major city. It's like naming your kid Los Angeles. Like that's like, <laughs> it's a town. Number two, he, how old is this man? Because again, he looks it. 16, 17 and she's 13. Don't want to think about it, honestly. Um, But I loved him when I was younger. He is so <laughs> hot and he has amazingly insane highlights in his dark brown hair. Like, full on, he must have gone to the salon and gotten foils for this movie. He also is in a cast the whole time, which I think they did narratively so that he would, like, sit with her outside Mm -hmm. of the water. 
But number one, the cast is huge. It's really I don't good. know if he broke his arm in 1985, <laughs> but it's like the most, the it's biggest been broken cast. For 15 it's, years. it's like you know how casts like when you would even in the early aughts, you could get like them like purple and they'd be pretty slim to your arm. Like this cast looks like he broke his arm in the war, in the war, in the Great War. Um, it's huge. And but he like since he has his arm in his in a cast, he's kind of standing on the edge of the beach with her. Um, do you have any notes about Kona Claire? I do. They're they're not scene related but I'm sitting here just I'm sitting here dying about Kona. Emma I think you know this about me but Lucas probably doesn't. I watch DCOMs all the time like I I love them. They're like my favorite cinematic thing to ever exist and something I like <laughs> something I like to do while I watch them is like find some of the secondary characters on Instagram. <laughs> oh my god I do know that she does this. Oh my god. <laughs> I find them on Claire, Instagram. do you write fan fiction? No no better. <laughs> no but I will like dm them and i'll be like hey oh. like like i have i God. have i have i have chatted with johnny tsunami before so she will send them like a completely <laughs> earnest dms like hey just watched you and johnny tsunami really loved your work like absolutely fan putting on a clinic out there you're an amazing actor hope you're having a great day I, Claire, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's a little creepy. No, I, oh no, it's that's spot on for my personality. Like I, and it's also okay. like fun to see. Just like, can you find these people? And so, as Emma was talking about Kona, I was like, he is the perfect example. Like, how did I not DM him yesterday when I was watching this? So I'm gonna have to track him down and find him. But in my googling of, it, of him right now, I found a Honolulu Star article from eight from April 21st, 2000, and we can we can regroup on this after the recording, but the headline is Reality Left Out of Disney Surf Film by Tim no! Ryan. <laughs> like, Hawaii is coming after Rip Girls? Hawaii was pissed. They didn't think it was oh I, I get it. I, I mean, it wasn't even filmed in Hawaii. I, yeah, I really was, I, I, I was really wondering if we should have consulted someone about the Hawaiian accuracy of this I don't film. think we need to simply yeah. because like, I want everyone listening to know, we know that Disney fucked this up. Oh, yeah, like, we, we, yeah. Our expectation is on the floor. We in no way are anyone here, nor should anyone listening, walk away from this podcast going, wow, Disney did an amazing job representing Hawaiian <laughs> culture. Yeah. Because we know they did. It's like right. it, this was not an era where they were really knocking it out of the park in any sense in that arena. I mean, I would just say America in general f's up getting Hawaiian culture right. So if you think Disney's gonna stick that landing in a television film? Yeah, no way. Starring Brazilian legend Camila <laughs> Bell. That's why I was saying you think when they did the Doogie Howser remake, you think they would have got an actual Hawaiian person. Also, there's a few great moments in the scene. Number one, me and Luke always have a recurring thing, so I wanted to bring this up that when like they, you know, like in D- DCOMs, they can't call each other like jag off, and they're like, or like, hey, you asshole. So they have to come up with weird insults that aren't actually insults. So <laughs> when Gia goes to get into the surf, like they went, like, you know, when they call someone computer boy and that's oh, not an I, insult. Are you talking about dry dock? And then they call him dry dock and then plaster arm. Plaster arm. <laughs> like, yes, see yes. you later, plaster arm. Plaster arm, so yes. Because he's in a cast. I'm I did like, clock that one, yes. I'm but like, I liked dry dock. I like, I was just like, hey, dry dock. I was like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, got him. And yeah. then they, you hear Kona, Kona gets some great surf language and goes, oh, she's going off. And then Camilla Bell goes, is that good? <laughs> um, which is incredibly awkward. And then he just talks about surfing for like 10 interrupted minutes. And I was like, wow, do I never want a man to explain surfing to me? Like I felt like I was on a hinge date in Venice Beach as this was happening. I was like, oh God, shut up. Yeah, because he's talking to her about like how she's got a longboard. He like, I ride the shortboards and it's a real different experience, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so it's a bad hinge date in Venice Beach. Right, but he's basically... And uh, then she goes, you're a poet. 
<laughs> she does say that, yes. I also just want to flag before she gets into this conversation with Kona, Gia departs this like event that she invited Sydney to. Like Sydney, Gia invites Sydney to come hang out with her friends. And then like as soon as Sydney arrives, she's like, all right, I got to go. And then she's there with Kona. Like she leaves um, immediately. She's still, she's still there. She just is surfing. She doesn't like leave no, the beach. No, she leaves the beach. She literally. No, because when she, so she's talking to uh, Kona and then Kona is like, oh, you don't, you actually don't know how to surf, do you? And she's like, no, I don't. And then it cuts to Gia and the other girls and teaching her. And then she's teaching her? Yeah. Oh, then I like completely misremembered this wrong. I have. Yeah, because <laughs> no, you're right. She just leaves her to talk to this boy she doesn't know, but it's because she invited her to come out surfing and she was like, no, I just want to sit on the shore for right now. Got and it. And like, yeah, yeah. Go, but then but then this is when it's like it, this ruse falls apart almost immediately and I also think it's so weird that like Kona's like you don't know how to surf and she's like yeah I don't and like Gia's not mad at no. all that she lied to her I, well, like, I, she's I thought, not just immediately teaching her I thought Gia would be cool I was expecting the other two girls to make fun of her a little bit being like ah oh, she doesn't really know but then no they're all helping her learn like they're all teaching her how to like stand up on the board and stuff and I was really surprised let's also remember the reason they're probably not making fun of her is because they're all desperately trying to convince her not to sell the native land. Oh yeah, they oh, own, they true. know she owns the like, land. They're that's why trying they're to romance Which doesn't get revealed surfing. until the end of the film. Yeah. But still, I like got that feeling from the beginning. Like probably the first time I saw it, it's like, you know, when she knew her name, when she almost ran over her, I was like, oh, these people are going to play the game. Well, it's also like, because if you look at the formula of every other movie like this, like the fish out of water Johnny Tsunami style movie, like they would be getting bullied a little bit. Like it, it, it is it is off-putting that she is a grom and comes to the beach with a surfboard and can't surf and the cool girls aren't making fun of her a little bit. Like that should raise some warning bells in your head. Yeah. Because that would be conflict and interesting, but not This really. is, this is subterfuge. <laughs> well, yeah, but we don't know it's subterfuge. Anyway. Um, oh, well, excuse me. There is actually one clue that it's subterfuge, which is when they arrive and then here, there is someone watching her from some bushes, which I assume is Gia's mom. We never get that actually confirmed, I don't think. You see it be a woman, and I think it has to be her mom. I'm so glad you brought that up. I can't believe I didn't write that down. But now that you say it, there's, I think, at least two parts in the movie where you see that. Who's the person yep. watching her? That's so weird. I, that's why I thought- Hey, guys, was, I'm going to really level with you. I never saw a person watching her. It happens. happens. Well, the first time you don't see anybody, you just see from their you perspective. Just see the perspective. You see binoculars sticking out. What? Yes. But and I think it's- I think. How did I miss that? I don't know. I don't know. But also, if it was Gia's mom- Because people hate like, Emma. If it was Gia's mom, I feel like she would just be there, like, watching them surf. Like, why do they do it? Yeah, so well, if it is Gia's mom, she doesn't need to hide in a bush she can just come out and be like hey I'm Gia's mom like I'm gonna watch you surf like why is she hiding because she's plotting her Machiavellian uh subterfuge number one number two that's what I'm saying I thought it was going to be like evil real estate guys and it's not it's just the witch mom but yeah they teach her how to surf a little bit they're all super chill about it uh teach her how to stand up they go out she rides like a baby wave in uh she's really she was nervous at first but like she's uh, also surfing in a full tank top yeah she thank you disney she doesn't have, well she doesn't have the gear you know because lord forbid she wear a swimsuit i have notes on that as well first of all just being that of course disney there's not like a single female swimsuit in this entire movie no like, you no, never the see them wearing a swimsuit from kneecap to elbow they are fully covered no no hang on though you say that but you're forgetting the most uncomfortable scene in the entire movie which is immediately after this where for some reason they decided to have her just getting out of the shower and she's wearing it it's in just a towel it's in just a towel for like a whole 10 minute conversation i was like why do we need to see this 13 year old girl that was was actually so weird and intimate and i was like why why can't she not be in a swimsuit but this is okay that's what yeah that's what i'm saying 
Also, why didn't she bring, like, you're going to Hawaii and you didn't pack a swimsuit and instead you're going to surf in khaki shorts the whole film? Yeah, she's in, like, guys, she's not in, the other girls, I want to make that clear. Thank you, Claire. The other girls are at least in, like, board shorts. Yes. Like, they are not in female swimsuits, but they are in, like, surfer girl board shorts that are, like, meant to go in the water. Camilla Bell, both times, is surfing in, like, a loose, flowing Bermuda short. Like, it's made out of khaki. And I'm like, you know how heavy that would be if it got wet? Like, she's be This girl, by the way, is so goddamn thin. She's probably 60 pounds soaking wet. Like, how is she staying above water with these, like, <laughs> waterlogged khakis weighing her down? Well, I, I think the dad doesn't let her have swimsuits because he doesn't want her anywhere near I water. I honestly don't think he told her that there's water in Hawaii. And that's why she didn't bring a swimsuit. But, so yeah, she finishes up surfing. She's immediately dry when she gets out of the water. I thought that I was have, funny. I just realized that in my notes, I wrote Canna 13 year old legally owned property two different times <laughs> well, no because that's they bring it up again here because gia asked her like so what's going on with the property the stuff or whatever and the dad they're like oh yeah dad wants to sell it blah, blah blah and she goes well what about you and then i wrote what about her gia she's 13 yeah, i don't I think she's the, called on the shots on i this had one. the same reaction because also like this i'll be get into it more later but like also like when gia gets mad at or like when they get mad at her for selling it is kind of like okay like yeah maybe it is legally in her name but like do you guys think that like she's really calling the shots on anything like she's third apparently she is like, I, like if her parents are putting pressure on her to sell the land like what is she really gonna do she straight up needs them to survive she's 13 and so it cuts to the house and the mom the stepmom comes in and is like hey we're gonna have dinner soon can you be ready and she's like yeah, yeah, and they have like a conversation just about how weird. Well, the dad she's in is. a towel. Oh, this yep. is a towel scene, yes. Um, and yeah, she's just you know like, why doesn't he ever want to talk about my mom? Like, why is he been hiding all this stuff from me? He's super. He's been super weird since we got here, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And she, and she just tells him like, it's just, it's. Th- that's the thing. She doesn't even want to go into it. She's just like, it's just boring adult stuff that yeah, you don't I know. even know anything about. And I was like, just you know, boring adult stuff like the death of your mom. I'm like, what? Yeah. That's it's like you know what's boring adult stuff? The property rights. You know what isn't how her mom died. Why they hadn't told just her have an nuts? honest conversation with this child. I like, have a note written down that just says the parents in this movie are insane. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, God. I mean, that's that goes without saying, given because how the film is. Also, ends. like, what do you think? Do you think she's never gonna want to know? Like, she's never gonna ask this girl. Is it thirteen? Well, clearly, she like never has. She's there's literally a point where she is like, you never asked your dad, and she goes, I know it's stupid that I've never asked about my mom, huh? And I like I when like, the script just gives up on itself. Yeah. It's like I know it's stupid. I've never asked this question before. Whoops. Um, um, but then it cuts to the next day at the real estate agency. Where um, one of the hotel people makes a really great timely King Midas reference. Okay. I also, I want to, you guys, again, I want to keep bringing up, these people are not the hotel people. It is the Horden people are the one making the offer. They are just facilitating the deal so they can get that commish. Um, this is also such a bloated, like, why is there Bo, who's a lawyer, these two people, and then there's also a hotel? Like, they could have trimmed some of the fat in this negotiation. That's what I'm saying. Just give me one evil hotel yeah. executive and I would be happy. Like, like for Cheetah Girls, like they have like all of the bad music industry represented by just Jackal Jackson. Like just Jackson. do that. Jack, like just Jack, Jack, like just have one like bad guy. Like there was too many people involved in this deal. Or do like uh, Cheetah Girls 2 where there's that lady that they're friends with, but then she doesn't want them to succeed. So she tricks them. <laughs> like, so like they have the real estate agents be super nice, but then, then they trick, like then that's what I'm saying. Have them do something wrong and I'll be against them. 
But they are just like, they're, I agree with you, they're, they're pushy. They really want them to take this offer because it's an incredible offer. Basically, the Horden Industries or whatever wants to you know develop all the land, make it into this incredible luxury resort. And they show a model of it. And it is genuine. It's like a small city. It's an yeah. insanity how much land they're talking about. And the second when they see the model, they start raising concerns like, oh, they're going to close the beach off to only people who stay there. Uh, they're going to tear down all the historic building. I, I also loved, I know I said I don't like her delivery, but I loved her delivery of them being like, well, obviously you can't keep them to uh, expect them to keep the old buildings. She just goes, why not? They're historical. Like she clearly doesn't know what the word historical yeah. means in this context. Although, okay, let me ask you guys this. Do you think this is an exceptionally funny movie? Because I didn't think it was trying to be, but like I didn't think, I didn't. there were many lines that made me like laugh. I, mean, I did not think it was funny. Yeah, I didn't think it was funny either. I think I don't think it was trying to be. I think I always yeah. I always laugh out loud at things in this movie that I think are so ridiculous. Like the first time she goes to the beach with Gia and Gia says, "You don't surf for your friends. You surf for yourself. The way you feel inside." <laughs> I laughed at that. That's soul surfing, baby. <laughs> yeah, there's That's a few a moments in this, like when like crazy stuff is dropped, like Gia's absentee father that I like like laughed at. Oh yeah, like, yeah I wasn't laughing. Yeah, I was. I wasn't laughing with this movie. I only had one of those, and it's and it really got me. And I'll talk about it when it comes up. But so yeah, they raise all this concern, these concerns in this meeting, and they're like, "Oh, we'll talk to the Horden people. We'll get that. Like, you, it's good that you're raising these now, so we can really clear this up and all that stuff." And again, they're just helpful and nice, and they want this to go through so they can. They're make, oily. You they guys. can make a bunch of money. They're not oily. They're, they're getting a cut of commission. Right. That's what they're just trying to make it happen. They're they're not doing anything wrong. They're just Luke, trying to you make are it capitalism's whore. I <laughs> I am not. It's not about capitalism. I, I, you, I mean, you literally said that you would sell the land immediately you like, i'm not gonna raise questions i'm just gonna sell the land but i also have in this the note in this scene being like why are these people taking a child's opinion seriously like she's 13 she should have no say in these negotiations and then we just you know we get more surfing because cuts the next day and I, this is the first time I want to point out that uh, they actually do put a lot of effort into the camera work for the surfing scenes where like they have cameras go in and out of the water and like they start underwater. The surfing underwater. scenes are so much fun. This is what I remember about this movie actually was the fun surfing. And this is where Gia offers her spam asubi, which is just like total energy food. And that is like, like I think the only thing in this movie that has stuck with me my entire life <laughs> was wanting to eat that. So when I was in Hawaii and my friends were like doing something normal, I took a bike from the hotel and biked to a local grocery grocery store so I could get Spam Masubi and I ate it alone in a parking lot. What was the review? It was delicious. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they, she's, yeah, she meets up with Gia and is like, they're gonna go, they go surfing and they just And like, the pop song in this surf scene is a banger. I don't know what it is. It sounds like off-brand Britney, Britney Spears, but it's like, with like lyrics that mean absolutely no, nothing. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's, yeah, let's get it started. Let's get it going. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't absorb it for two reasons. One, because yeah, the lyrics meant, meant to absorb. The lyrics meant nothing. But number two is once her and Gia start surfing, this is like the only montage in the whole movie, which I thought it could have used maybe a couple more, um, which is rare for me to say, is once they start surfing, they cut to this like, wide angle lens like almost fisheye level of shot where it's just like extreme close up on their faces as they're surfing and I was yeah, like oh god yeah because they can't actually surf they, they had to cut like body doubles you think Camilla Bell's actually ripping it <laughs> no, up no no I'm just saying it's such a it was so visually awful to look at because like the lighting was all yeah weird. they have to get oh, a little I creative with the body it. doubles um, my favorite thing about like this movie actually I think the funniest thing in this whole movie is the fact that they conveniently put a half pipe for Kona. Oh next my to the god. Beach. Yes. So he can st- 
still be in the scene? Uh, yeah, he's he's just, he can't he just got a half pipe up on a cliff. It's, 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 it seems really dangerous. I, I, I know. Thought. It's like they didn't think about what they were going to do with the cast thing after they originally had the scene <laughs> with him and not being able to go in the water. And they're like, oh, fuck. He needs to have a reason to be at the beach if he's in a cast. So I just put a half pipe Let's on this cliff. half pipe up there. The it's not whole, a big half pipe either. I, I was with Lucas on that. The whole time I was like, this is so dangerous. This also was like, for me, the ultimate moment of this film that I was like, what is going on is when <laughs> is when Gia and no. 13-year-old Sydney, maybe 12, yes. who knows, it's never clear, are down down looking up at Kona talking yep. about him. And Sydney, aka Camilla Bell, asks this direct quote, is he as together as he seems? Claire, you and I, Claire, I you and I, yes, yeah, because this is what I was saying. This is the moment where I laughed out loud because <laughs> yeah, of how crazy when it was. When you said that was earlier, that? I thought it was going to be this part. <laughs> yes, it's this moment because here's the thing. So, no, well, no, 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 no. Stop, it starts, stop, no, no, stop. no, 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 let me go. He starts out, it starts out normal being like, so like she asks Gia, like, are you and Kona, like, do you like him? And she's like, oh yeah, he's my best friend, you know, all this stuff. And then she's like, oh, do you mean like him, like him? No, he's like my brother, you know, it's it's, it's not like that. She goes, why do you? And she kind of like shrugs. And I was like, oh, that's a surprisingly honest. I was expecting her to be like, no, not at all. I was just, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then they proceed to Camilla have- Camilla Bell is very open about the fact she's in this right, guy. Right, but yeah. then they have proceed to have the most weird, this- adult, <laughs> honest conversation about this boy. Like, because it's, I'm not saying- I needed the full like OMG isn't he cute no I don't like it what are Guys, you talking about this blah, blah, scene blah, blah. could easily you could literally take this dialogue and put it over like a literal dramedy of two 30 year old women yes. sipping martinis yeah. at like a bar in fucking it's, it's New York se- City it's sex in the city dialogue. it's literally like it's sex in the city dialogue she goes oh, well is he together as he seems that's something you ask about like someone who seems like they've got a great 401k yeah. this kid doesn't seem together he has a massive cast because he's got a half pipe on yeah. a cliff Absolutely. he's not together <laughs> at all and he spends his days drawing like tourist caricatures on just surf that's what you ask when you're like what kind of apartment does this guy have like <laughs> it's an insane question number one but then Gia's together response, as he seems his parents are funding his life because he's 15 but then Gia's <laughs> response, goes, he, the best part is he's a great listener what 13 year old girl <laughs> says that who talks like that at age 13 like and oh also, great listener big fan and she and she even says like he'd be super stoked to hear that you like him like that's a really great thing and i was like again i don't want the full like teen drama etc etc like standard stuff but it's such a weird frank way to go about this i'm also gonna say something totally prescriptive that people are definitely gonna yell at me for and i don't give a fucking rip i don't care a rip this girl? Is, i don't give a rip girl about it because i don't care this is true no boy under the age of 17 <laughs> is a good listener there has never been one ever in the history of mankind. There is a greater chance of there being an actual ghost in this movie than there is <laughs> actually being, being a, a good, good listener. listener. And it's not that they don't eventually learn, but there is no I have never met a 13-year-old boy in my life that is a good listener. That is ridiculous. That whole scene was just I I was on the floor like I I just started like maniacally cackling cuz I, I couldn't too. believe what was happening. I might notice this what the fuck? Question mark. <laughs> but then they 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 head back out onto the waves, and she and makes Gia promise she's not going to tell Kona that she's into her. Yeah. Into him. But they head back out on the water, and I think Sydney manages to surf and stand up and like does it perfectly. And Gia's like, "Yeah, you did a great job. Cool." And then she's like, "Okay, let's turn in and let, let me you know quit on the yeah. head." And then Gia goes, "No, no, no. The waves are still good. Let's head back out there." And 
this is super weird is like they're just sitting out waiting for their wave you know and there's like a big one comes and Gia says no not this one and I couldn't tell if Sydney the way this accident actually plays out makes no sense no. Makes no the way sense. I, I know that they must have like had to shoot it weirdly because like again it's probably a body double but I don't understand what happens I don't understand how she gets taken by this wave I don't understand at one point she it looks like she falls off the board two separate times like, yeah. like the, the, it's just edited together in such a wonky way I literally was like what is even happening here yeah well that the beginning of it like I'm talking about is one thing but what Emma's talking about which I also had a note on is I get like because like I said I have done some surfing not much but I do understand like the whole current thing and like how you can just kind of get thrown about a little bit but the thing is is it's there's not a great way to visualize that necessarily because they and or there is and they didn't do it yeah because like it's just her thrashing about and I did laugh a little bit at her mm. just thrashing about because it looks really silly because it's just the same shot of it's her just like rolling like, around yeah exactly yeah. Um, and of course G is freaking out and like screaming and being like oh my god Sydney are you like where where are you and Kona comes down from his half pipe <laughs> cliff from his little perch and he foregoes uh his cast arm and jumps in the water and starts I, I did have a note and i was like okay whoever wrote this scene knows knows what's up <laughs> having someone willingly ruin their cast to save me that's hot well i don't think it ruins your cast <laughs> it just can get like moldy right no you're like really not supposed to get cast sweat well, yeah, oh, he because, does twice in this movie. Well, right, but that's because I think it, I thought it gets moldy. I didn't think it, like you have to like re- get the cast totally redone. No, you'll have to get it redone. Oh, okay, I've never had a cast. They find her, and I was expecting her to be you know like mildly drowned, and I saw <laughs> expecting maybe they would have to do you know like not not CPR. But, no, like, she's fine. No, she's fine, but she hit her she's head on something. Bleeding out of their head. And I was but... like, and for, uh, to be fair, good amount of blood. I was surprised the amount of blood they were willing to show in a Disney Channel original movie. But like, I, I you never see her hit her head, do you? No, no, you don't. But you do see her give up and see the light, which is like. <laughs> you do see her detached from this earthly plane. You do see her have a quick moment with Jesus. I um, literally, when she's in the water, I'm like, you can see her looking at the light, which is actually just the sun at the top of the water, and like she's just sitting there floating, like, and she, it's and not I'm like, like her she eyes are moved towards the light. This is when I thought she was gonna like hear her dead mother's voice. I yeah. was like, she's gonna hallucinate her mother or something because we were <laughs> we were already playing. Okay, so now that this is turning into flatliners, <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a deep reference, I know, but or it's also turning into a ring of endless light, maybe because it was the sun was like a ring of endless light. Anyway, wait, I had that same I had that same reaction. A ring of endless light when. <laughs> When they show that part, yes. that is the craziest ocean magical realism we've seen on this podcast. That movie is absolutely well because you can talk to dolphins. In that that was fun. Yes. anyway. But then there's a really so here's the thing: is they pull her up on the beach and you see her head cut. You can see a lot of blood. Um, and then all that scene is is for her to like be mostly conscious and like okay. But she's talking. And, and then she goes, uh, Gia goes, go get my mom, go get Malia. Why does she call her mom by her first name? She does know. this multiple times. Yeah, people do that. It's it's absolutely weird. weird. It's, a, it's, it's, it's not as like a fourteen year old. I don't think you do. Well, it just depends. How your family is, you know. Some sometimes that's a thing in a family. Well, it's, um, the reason I'm bringing it up, I'm not saying it's not a thing in a family sometimes, but it's weird because you can tell it's just clunky screenwriting where they need to explain who this woman is to Gia. So they say, "Go get my mom. Go get Malia." Yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they have to name her. It's like it's the quickest way. Or they for could you have just called under- her Malia. Go get the forest witch. Yeah. That's what she is. Oh my god. Um, I thought her name was Melani. Did I make that up? Oh, did I get wrong? I might be. Yeah, I might be wrong. I you might I, have confused also, her with Malia Obama. Oh, yeah, maybe. I actually I, don't know. I, I already saw in my notes that I called like the previous owner Mrs. Kalani and I'm pretty sure it was Mrs. Leilani. It's, I, it's again, I'm stupid and white, so I apologize. But before we get to that scene, I think we should take a quick break. Okay. So we're going to go catch some waves real quick, everybody. <laughs> be right back. Claire laughed, Emma. I appreciate <laughs> well, it. I thought that was my funny. Voice. Yeah, my stupid. Um, my, she appreciates my stupid outro. I, I just fact-checked myself, you guys, and her name is Malia. Oh! Yeah. Win for Lucas. Win Not for so Lucas. stupid and white. <laughs> um, anyway, we'll be right back. 
place you'd rather be Lingering in the ocean blue I'd surf till the sun sets beyond the Aloha, we're back. Aloha, aloha, aloha. <laughs> Emma, I just I did the uh, the surfs up motion, but you guys can't see it because it's the a podcast. <laughs> sure. Sydney wakes up in. Malia's, uh, Malia's house, Gia's mom. She's got like an ice pack on her head. Malia's taking care of her. She's in a hammock. She gives her a a potion. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, it's an old home remedy. It'll make you feel better. And I was really expecting a spit take of it that it didn't taste good. But she's like, no, it's actually quite delicious. So yeah, I know this movie's not trying to be funny, but that was such a good opportunity for a joke. I was waiting for it. Also like not to like, I know that Disney is not morally responsible for having everything be a lesson, but I do just want to say like- Taking home remedies from strangers. Yeah, if you wake up and were unconscious in a stranger's house and um, a woman that you don't know hands you something and says drink it, do not do that. And yeah. that is not a lesson that we should be teaching children because this woman is a stranger to her at this current this current juncture. And she was just fully unconscious in her house. I thought this whole scene was so weird. Like, with what you just said, also she, like, wakes up. If I remember correctly, like, Gia's not there at that moment in time. Like, it's, no. she's no, just no. there with Malia. And then, mm-hmm. like, she immediately, Sydney immediately starts talking and, like, opening up and I'm like you just woke up did you I was like maybe maybe Gia walked her there and like there was some other intro we didn't see I also was like did she have a concussion and if so did you just let her sleep which you're not supposed to do because also Claire that was my exact thought because on the beach she's completely lucid Mm -hmm. and bleeding and she's like oh is it so bad like blah 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 and then she's we cut to she's knocked out yeah it makes no also Gia's mom Malia is so gorgeous this woman is beautiful i honestly understand why she drinks whatever she gives her because i inherently trust beautiful people and this woman is stunning this was definitely like a very pivotal scene of the movie for me where i'm just like because basically then malia starts to just like talk about her mother and how they knew each Mm -hmm. other and it's so i literally all my notes from this are like i am shook by how little sydney knows about her mother like exactly and it's also clear i don't think the movie does a good job of setting that up because like the initial plane ride like there whatever like she's like i like think i remember her sometimes but it's probably just a picture like i i don't i didn't understand i think until this exact point how little she does know like Mm. yeah when she in the beginning when she says that i assume that she at least number one was looking at pictures of her mom because she says something about pictures and i'm like oh then she can't recognize a photograph of her mother (laughs) and then i am now realizing in this scene with malia that she's never been told a singular thing about her mother nor has she asked I, I really would have liked them to dive into a bit more about why she didn't ask other than just, oh, uh, um, that was because, dumb of me. Because as, as much as I was bringing up because of Win Dixie, that's like one of the big main parts of the character of that girl character. And that she's always asking her dad and her dad just won't tell her. And you could put, so you could put some of this at the dad's feet for certain, but like, I would put a lot 
Oh, this is the dead yeah, 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 yeah. the dog. But you gotta ask a little. You gotta ask some questions. I mean, come on. I agree with you, Lucas. I think, like, the dad is ultimately totally to blame because he's allowing his struggles with the loss of his wife to, to then like keep that from his daughter like the fact that he has not kept her mother alive and taught her things about her mother like to- he's totally in the wrong but on the other side it's like how has sydney moved through life i guess because she's just a careful young lady and she doesn't like bothering anyone that she like never wanted to ask him and make him mad yeah that well i think it's that but i'm saying i wanted them to dive into like she didn't want to know more because like it would hurt too much or something like that because she does remember her mom a little bit that's what i was talking about with like the photos and stuff like she mentions on the plane that like she lived with uh her dad and her mom on hawaii until she was like two like later on she like remembers something when they go to that second house which is her actual house the ghost townhouse yeah so, so, so like I, I, you're that's just why it baffles mine it's like so why didn't you dive deeper if you have some memory of her like may, maybe you could chalk it up to the fact that she had a stepmom pretty much her whole life so she was like well i already got a mom i don't know it's it's weird it, it and i would have liked them to explore it anyway then they go to a whale spot and now hang on <laughs> her board is broken first oh yes and i genuinely i got a little sad like i see that you see the board broken before anyone says anything and i just out loud went <gasps> like I, well it's a really cool surfboard and it was a really mom. cool surf- no that's the thing though she apparently didn't know that it was her mom she just thought it was a cool surfboard that yeah. she found. I, was- I do think sydney needs to get better at context clues yeah <laughs> I, she's really okay. slow on the uptake but with with that we just talked about the fact that like the mom didn't live in that house yeah that's the that's that my is other also point. true. I was like, to, to Cindy's credit, though, why was it there? Yeah. Like, because it, it, she did the not magic. live there. That's, yeah, that's the, the magic. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of expecting the cat to turn into a, turn up into a person a little bit. Yeah. I was expecting like a hocus pocus. That's the focus. mother's spirit. It's, well, if it's the mother's familiar, then I mean, maybe not. But, oh, wait, you think they... Oh, I thought you meant Gia's mom was familiar, which is what I was saying. But you think her mom is in the cat? Yeah, mom. yeah. Interesting, interesting. Anyway, her la- her her board is all busted, and then Gia's like, "Oh, well, my mom could probably fix it." And she's got the mom's got all these surfboards around her. Like, there's house. a weird ageist comment where Cindy goes, "Your mom surfs still." <laughs> yeah, the and mom's it's like, like oh, I can hear you. First uh, of all, that mom is in better shape than anyone I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. Like, of course she does. She's c- clearly still ripping it up. Um, but the mom's got a bunch of surfboards around. Also, this isn't like a house. It's like a I weird- I love this, like, I don't know. It's like a shack, lean-to kind of a... Here's the question. An open plan home. Yeah, Yeah, it's like all open air. Open air. It's all like one big lanai. But like, question, are Malia and Gia squatting on her property? Like, where is this geographically? (laughs) I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, is that why they're trying to fight off this horde? Because like, they're leaving, living illegally on this (laughs) land? Because it appears to be very close to the beach. That's actually an interesting under-narrative is like, listen, we're going to lose our home if you don't I'm just thinking... It appears to be very close to the beach and, like, the whale spot, which they're all saying is going to be part of the resort. And so ostensibly they would be living on Camilla Bell's land. Yeah, yeah. you're not wrong. But yeah, the mom uh, agrees to fix the surfboard and tells her that it's her mom's and it says Nani Loa on it, which was her mom's nickname. Again, I don't know what her real name was. There's a really weird moment because again, I do not think this girl does a great job as Sydney where she's telling her all the stuff and she goes, all, the, all these things you're telling me, this board, it really makes her real. And I was like, what an insane way to phrase that. Like it's it's so awkward and badly handled. Um, but then they go to the whale spot because she's like, here, I want to show you something. Oh, 
Also, the word Nani Loa translated in um, from Hawaiian means very beautiful. Hmm. Fair enough. Which is apparently this woman's defining characteristic because when she begs her dad to tell her something about her mom, he's just like, she was an absolute smoke show. Yeah, you never start with that. And I'm like, why do you leave with that? Yeah, you never leave with how beautiful they were. But she's like, here, I want to show you something. And she takes her up, like, they have to go on like a small hike, it seems like. Okay, here's the craziest part about this. You finish telling, saying what happens, and then I'm going to jump into this. Uh, she takes her up to like this cliff's edge and look overlooking like this. I think it's a separate beach from where they were surfing yeah. earlier. Looking at this view again, this is a terrible CGI composite nightmare view of just like, it looks like they just freaking in Photoshop, which I guess she also knows how to use. Uh, yes. Cut out mountains from, I don't, I don't they understand. Have, they're standing in front of basically a green screen. Yeah. It's yeah, but it's so bad looking anyway. And she's like, uh, whales come here every year with their offspring. And it's like a big ritual. Me and your mom used to come up here and she tells her, oh well when they come this year can you please let me know i want to see it i want to be part of this like ritual celebration thing and she goes yeah of course this girl went to the beach with her friends oh and was gravely injured and then was passed out for hours (laughs) and we have never sent word to her parents of where she is and what she's doing and instead of she has a cell phone apparently but instead of we didn't call them nope and so instead they then go back to the house where the stepmom and the dad are frantic they're looking around for this girl thinking she has been kidnapped probably why the fuck did she take her to the whale spot instead of taking her directly home that's probably another 35 minutes of those parents (laughs) freaking out yeah i think a a small undercurrent the whale spot was a moment that we did not need to have a small undercurrent of this film and that's not a surfing joke is that i think malia thinks she knows what's better for sydney that her own parents do yeah in some ways she's right but then she does some stuff like this where i'm like Like, i don't know what there's two times where i think malia is in the wrong this and this is hard for me to say because again i don't think beautiful people can do anything wrong ever number one here when they don't call her parents and said take her to go look at some whales and number two Two, when she tells her how her mom died without the dad's permission. She like graphically yeah. describes the surfing accident to the 13 year old. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, I, I think that's soon, but I don't think it's right here. It's not right here. I'm saying yeah. there's just two times. Yeah. I will say wrong. though, when she, br- when she brings her back to the house, Malia like comes in like fists up ready to tussle like she she's in the background of like this entire situation like rolling her eyes like clearly there's just a lot of tension between Malia and like the dad already oh totally oh yeah Claire it gives me big energy of like you know like the guy that you dated that your best friend hates you know what I mean like I feel like she never liked this guy yeah and then now that the mom's dead she really doesn't have to pretend to like him and I think she just thinks he's kind of ridiculous and which he is ridiculous yeah yeah, his entire coping strategy is just let's pretend it didn't happen. Exactly. <laughs> and move to Chicago. Also, in this scene, Sydney gets sent to her room, which my note here is when you get sent to your room for surfing, which is ridiculous. But then he spends like all this time blaming Gia's mom for her being a bad influence on Sydney. Sydney met her an hour ago. I know, yeah. <laughs> and and like I'll give her credit that they're trying to like shuffle Sydney out to her room, which had a big like abused child vibe. They, to the, me. the stepmom was pushing her out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it like it really, it really kind of threw me off. And I was like, Sydney, all I gotta say is that you've literally met her two hours ago. Yeah, I just have to note that the dad is a terrible actor. Um, but like, <laughs> yes, also like he's like you're be. I I I can't decide where I land with this because now that I'm watching and I I the, I know the M Night Shyamalan twist, which is that these people were planning to grift her from the beginning with their friendship. He she is kind. 
kind of a bad influence. Like she sent her daughter as in as proxy. Um, I'd say as bait to exert her influence. Yeah, like, she yes. is trying You're to right. exert her influence. But I don't think it's necessarily all from a malicious place. I think she's trying to help Sydney connect with her culture and also with her, the memory yeah, I mean, of her it's mother. Not, it's not malicious, but it is manipulative. Um, I mean, I literally think that freaking Gia put Kona out there as like boy bait to be like, hey, she posits that later. Yeah, I know, that she did. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, she goes, she gets, uh, Malia takes Sydney home. Parents freak out. Also, and- when the stepmom takes her to her room, I'm like, I, this was when I had the note. I was like, oh, she has a better relationship with the stepmom yeah, than with her dad. Does. But absolutely also, why, why didn't, like, I thought after all of that with him needing to send her to the room, he doesn't even wait for her to be out of the room to start no, no. diving into the conflict. And like, she tells him and the stepmom that he, that she went serving and the dad freaking loses, loses it. it. <laughs> he blows a gasket. It's crazy to see. I mean, you could say he's not a good actor, but he, he 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 brings the heat a little bit here, in my opinion. And he just starts, he's all focused on Malia, where he's just like, oh, you expect me to believe that? That you weren't out there cheering her on? Blah, 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 blah. This is where, okay, so then Malia eventually leaves. I don't even know, remember how this fight is, like, wrapped up, but, like, they're basically, everyone's wrong. All the adults in this movie, I, I have serious questions for. Yeah. It's almost um, like all this emotional conflict isn't very interesting to watch in lieu of a plot. Malia's gone, and then the stepmom comes out to the dead. And then throws this out of and this no is- crazy. This is a scene that could have been pulled from Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Like, it's a completely adult oh emotional God. scene in the middle of Rip Girls. <laughs> Almost entirely unprompted, I would say. Yeah. Oh, first of all, she literally comes out and is like, listen. And it's like twilight and it's like dark and like the dad's not looking at her and she's like, if you were to leave me and fall in love with another woman, like, I would know what to do. I would know to leave you like I could I could be okay but what am I supposed to do with this how can I fight a ghost like referring to the ghost of his dead first wife and my only question is here is like if this man was such a mess and a half how did he get to the point of being able to marry this second woman like where did he no, find that, this no, woman no that's what I'm saying is that's my note on it was is that really your problem Elizabeth I don't know if we've said that's her name is that really your problem Elizabeth that you're fighting this ghost because it seems like he's been trying to completely forget that she ever existed seems like you've got him pretty locked down if I'm being being honest, unless there were cut scenes that the mom's ghost actually appears, and they had <laughs> the a, dad. they had a Patrick Swayze ghost esque pottery scene of some kind <laughs> where they were falling in love all over again. Because it's an entirely it's such a weird thing that she just pulls out of nowhere. Like, how can I fight this ghost? And I'm like, you're not. You've had you're this not. locked down for years. Yeah. They it's, just have been married for like ten years or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's not his new wife or anything. Like, is this just surfacing now? Because he's just now remembered he had a first wife because he's in Hawaii. Like, I'm confused. I, I don't know. It's so weird and it's bad but also again let's bring this up i don't care about this in my disney channel original movie about girls a girl learning how to surf and stuff i don't need this intense like ah the trauma of my dead wife like it just doesn't work this definitely is like one of the most heavy like decom dramas i think for sure yeah Yeah, it is but it's not done well is my my issue well that's your opinion i think emma and i agree that we love the movie (laughs) i i completely (laughs) that woman is elizabeth is giving it her all right here okay (laughs) she is putting it on the line she was thinking oscar buzz for that scene for sure she was putting that scene in her oscar reel i think i did i think i did right i don't know i I thought i did right here that like this is their oscar (laughs) yeah these two actors think they are in a different movie right here also the next note i have was about her looking at the mom's yearbook or is that a yearbook is that a magazine magazine 
the sports, fuck is that? Sports magazine that she was featured in. I, I think there's also a scene where she's talking with Gia on like some rocks about her mom and like, yeah, my dad got really mad and found out I was surfing and like he's been super weird about my mom and all that stuff. And then and this is where this I think she raises like you never asked him and she's like, no, I didn't. It's pretty <laughs> stupid, huh? That I never asked him, right? Totally. Oh, this is when they they actually this is what the first time they ever like tiptoe around there being an accident, it's like the surfing accident. Yeah, yeah. Because Gia's like, I don't really know all the details, but like it is un- unearthed here that. M- Malia was there or like Gia knows that there was an accident. Yeah, and she, Gia, Gia knows just, there's an accident and she's like, how did you know about it? And she's like, well, my mom was there. Like she, my mom knew about it or and stuff like that. But it's largely inconsequential because yeah, then we cut to her chilling at the ranch house again with this magazine. I don't know where the hell she got yeah, that. Yeah, I- um, It's not even like, it's not it's not a clipping in like the yearbook, right? It's a- I thought it was a yearbook, but maybe it's-, it's No, it's like an actual I thought it was magazine. like a surf magazine. Right, but I just don't know where she got it. Like it wasn't in the- Malia probably gave it to her. Yeah, maybe, but I would have liked to see that scene. Yeah. But she's in a very chic little linen set as she's reading this yearbook. Again, like, everything she's wearing is now what Gen Z is wearing right now. Like, it is very in style. She's in an adorable little linen set as she's sitting on the lanai reading her magazine. And it says, Nani Loa Sports Girl or something. And then it shows, like, her at home. And there is a photo of her at a house that looks identical to the house that they're staying in now. So I assumed it was until moments later when she's like do you know where this is can you take me there and i was like this is a different house yeah because she goes to the beach the next day and meets up with uh gia and the girls and they're all mad because the surf isn't very good that day the dudes show up no don't luke you're skipping over the best parts of this movie what they're sitting in a train gia and oh, her friends and this is honestly another scene that thing. i remember they're braiding each other's hair in a train and that's honestly a dream that i've always wanted and i don't think i've ever actually done it um even at a sleepover like it looks so fun and they do braids and they each put a flower and they behind each other's ear and then they pray to the goddess of surf to have tasty waves the next day yeah they, they do all that they, they do do all you that. weren't gonna highlight that amazing piece no of i'm trying to get through the plot of the film but yeah the boys show up and like spray them with super soakers and stuff like that um but kona shows up and is like hey also oh, we've never talked about this kona is an artist quote unquote um he, he has like a bunch of sketches but guys on his... don't you love that his art is like tourist characters yes. like get done on a boardwalk yes. yeah because it's like that's all over there like little clubhouse on the beach on a skateboard and he gives her like a full they just got a caricature like someone in australia yeah, was somebody, on the boardwalk they found doing on a boardwalk for sure absolutely not even a question um and it's like her riding a wave with a camera and it's awful but whatever and she's like hey kona question do you know where this is and he's He's like, yeah, that's that old like house that's, you know, abandoned, whatever. It's pretty spooky. And she's like, I want to go there. And then immediately hard cut to them on some horses riding up, climbing up these mountainsides. They go over like a stream and all that stuff. It's very beautiful. I was about to say it's a very beautiful picture of Hawaii, but that's not Hawaii. Yeah, kids. they're also <laughs> wearing helmets because safety first. Of course. Oh, also Gia is coming. They didn't establish Gia was coming, mm-hmm. but Gia is playing third wheel to their romantic side adventure. They do this weird bit where he's got a cowboy hat on and they take it because they're messing with him. And like they run all around the property with it before ending up in what she identifies as her mom's old room and she has like again a weird spiritual okay, connection rewind first of all I, Luke like I truly feel like we're on different planets I like how Luke's like they have a weird thing where she like steals his hat first of all there is no foreplay for a 13 year old quite like stealing a man's hat that is basically the thing how often does that come up no I'm constantly I, I'm not okay because as, as Lucas was saying that, I was like, am I going to share this factoid or will I leave it out? And you, Emma, bringing this up, literally, like, I watched that scene and I was like, oh, remember doing that with my high school boy? Thank you! <laughs> 
How much does this come up? It literally is at every every high school football game. Constantly, they're always wearing snapbacks. Like the sixth grade, Uh and then you steal the hat and you put it on. That is basically thirteen-year-old code for "I want your body." (laughs) Like there is nothing there. There is nothing more, more, more clear than seeing someone. See, I was born with great hair, so I don't wear a lot of hats. So I wasn't familiar with this process. But no, that was that was very true to life. Honestly, that was the most realistic (laughs) part of this. Agreed. Anyway, she has. But there is a. Then she has a spirit vision. That is what happens, essentially. And she, like, remembers her mom, like, showing her around when she was, like, two years old. Did these people that lived in this house leave in the middle of the night? (laughs) Was there a fire? That's what I'm saying. I don't know what's up with this place. There's still drapes on the bed that are just now being eaten by my, like, it's like, one thing if you move out, you would pack up your shit. There's still (laughs) furniture in there. Also, why is this not just full of Hawaiian wildlife? That's what I thought. I had the same reaction. I was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, run into the house like this is so uncareful of sydney like there literally could be hawaiian animal monsters in every room <laughs> i was waiting to see if you're gonna pull out a hawaiian animal yeah also, <laughs> not only that it looks like it's about to collapse oh absolutely it looks entirely unsafe entirely unsafe i just also the idea that it looks like they literally packed up their car in the middle of the night and left all their worldly <laughs> goods behind them. Like, what the fuck not to keep fact checking this this conversation but like the list of dangerous animals in Hawaii are literally all like water animals. There's like so she were there's not like a deadly insane. spider or there's, something. There's a, like that there's a deadly snail. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you could, snake. so you could probably outrun that yeah. snail if need be. Um, but it'll always find you. <laughs> but this is the scene that I was talking about earlier where she's like, oh I remember my mom showing me this. This is the room that she grew up in that mm-hmm. has still a bed and drapes in it. But so they go from this apparently deeply emotional or whatever the hell thing with her having a spirit vision to like the, the problem with this is like we were complaining that it isn't the house she's currently staying in number one but this ha- this doesn't really have anything to do with anything nothing they also like just I mentioned mean, I guess it's... the only context they get for this house is that they used to have like raging parties there yeah so they're like there used to be big luau's which i guess is foreshadowing the luau we're about to see in five seconds i think it's a continuation of them trying to have sydney feel some emotion to the land like it all goes back yes. to the land sale yeah that's I agree with you. That's what I was going to say. It's something about, you know, her connection with her land and culture and her mom and all that stuff. But like my issue, and this is what I was talking about, is like they do all of these beats of stuff, but you just never really get the sense necessarily that Sydney is internalizing this because you never hear her like talk about how incredible it all is with Gia or her dad mm, or something yeah. like that. Like you get it in the moment, but I just, I like, it just feels like we're not, she's not getting as much out of it as she apparently actually is. But later that night, she's sitting at her, uh, window and they're like throwing yeah, someone throws rocks at it or whatever and I was like oh god are we about to do a romantic scene with Kona I thought it was gonna be Kona and, like, and then it was Gia throwing yeah, her rocks but like, Kona's uh, there too yeah he is it's like come on it's time and so then we cut to like this freaking wild party on the coast this looks fun it as looks really fuck fun. they're doing you know dancing and there's a big fire and there's a bunch of food and it's it's the whale ritual Camilla that. Bell is in a Reformation 2021 dress here it's like a silk <laughs> slip dress that is so beautiful and she has a flower in her hair and I remember really loving this outfit as a kid also I remember as, the, as they're like dragging her into this luau I remember thinking how are they going to see the whales in the pitch black darkness <laughs> That's I, 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 I just had that was my first question the moon. I mean it depends um, how bright the moon yeah how bright yeah. the moon is that evening I suppose oh god but it's then, also like I think it's supposed to be like what like four in the morning like it's really late yeah. I think like it's not which it's not like begs the question night. again it's like I my only note from the scene so I'm like looking forward to you guys recounting it more is 
by the party, Sydney is pretty fearless. Yeah. What? Is, okay. What is that thing she eats? Did you guys know? Why are the, it, it looks like a pork rib. It looks, it looks like, like a, a rib. It looks like a piece of meat. And yeah. Then, and like she's just like going around the party being like, whoa, this is so cool. And someone holds up a thing being like, yo, eat it's, this. And she takes like a small bite and everyone's like, oh, she yeah, ate it. Yeah. It looked like just a Hawaiian it like, pork it rib. It looked like a piece of meat. Like I was like, I didn't know. I was like, was it a scorpion or something? Like it looked like just a piece of meat. I don't know. It was really weird. Um, Emma, do you want to talk about this freaking storyteller? And then they go up to it, which is just, this is so weird. They go up to like a wise village elder who is telling stories in Hawaiian to a group of small children about like a princess who needed to surf the tsunami to be worthy to marry. Which, like, I'm sorry, I the note I had here, they were like, this would be a really great origin story if you were trying to become Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's like an ancient the legend. Tsunami, which I thought was building for like Sydney needing to surf like a big wave, which she never because does Because then that. she would be Become Johnny Tsunami. That's what I'm saying. Or maybe not selling the land would be her tsunami. I don't know. Her and Kona are standing there watching this, and Kona is translating because the he's apparently fluent in Native Hawaiian. He's not supposed to be Native Hawaiian, right? I think they all are. I think he's. I think he's intended to be. Yeah. I think they're all intended to be. Okay. okay I, mean, but, I mean, like, I mean, they got a Brazilian woman to be the main yeah, character, I, so I'm, I I, I'm, not, playing, I'm not talking about standards, but I just, I'm not uh, saying I, if he is or not. I'm saying I think they are positing that they all are. Oh, fair. Besides enough. her, who is Who's half. half, he's translating the story for her, like sensually into her ear. Because <laughs> you know like how nothing is, you know how nothing is more romantic than listening to an old woman <laughs> tell a story. <laughs> And then at that moment, out of nowhere, he kisses her on the lips. Really out of nowhere. Which is also crazy because she's 13. And I thought Disney didn't let 13-year-olds kiss if on the screen. the other person is also below 16 or 18, they let them usually. I guess maybe he's below And also it's the year 2000, so the rules haven't been written necessarily yet. But it's really out of nowhere. Like, he has to kiss her and then continues the and story. And then he's like, and then the rainbows were everywhere on their wedding day. And I was like, what? Yeah, that's <laughs> really weird. I literally just wrote, oh, we're just going here. Huh? We're doing that. <laughs> then the whales are here. And by whales, I mean horrible CGI <laughs> <laughs> and they don't even it's just one whale like you don't see multiple you don't see I any just babies wrote down, wow that cg i mean you couldn't even use some stock footage like you did in a ring of endless light like it's just like a cg whale going Krush, and there's no babies or anything i felt really ripped off and then everyone's having an awesome time being like wow whales magical and then cindy just goes hey Malia, how did my mom die <laughs> and i was like read the room <laughs> well there was a line about whales being the connective tissue between this world and the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you missed that part. I just couldn't believe, like, throughout this entire movie, I kept being more shocked by how little Camilla Bell knew about her mom. And so, like, once I got to this point, I was like, wait, she doesn't know how her mom died? Like, I know. Claire, the even crazier moment in this scene is then she's telling her, and then she goes, once, like, your dad didn't even want to know what happened. And I go, does the dad not know how his wife died? <laughs> the dad blames, like, Hawaii in general for her death. It's very strange. Like, it was almost like he didn't want the details. And I'm like, I know that, like, things are harmful, but, like, in the actual moment of crisis, like, the first thing you do is ask for the details about about how a loved one came to no, their demise. I don't, I don't know if I'd say that's the first thing. because I, mean, I wouldn't be a, like, don't tell me. Well, yeah, don't tell me ever, obviously. But I said, I think you would need some time to be okay with it. Because, like, you're just grieving and in shock immediately. You don't want me to be like, my wife died how like you uh, would want to know was she murdered by her okay, best yeah, maybe like that. in the ocean well, well you're saying she saying there was an accident is different than being like there was a, she drowned or <laughs> like i'm saying you don't want all the details necessarily but also what's weird is they don't it just sounds like it happened for no reason like 
She was just like, she was just surfing right behind me. And then all of a sudden her board flew. Like she was caught in a weird, weird random. It was a riptide. A it random, a I don't know. Undertow or something. That's why he has this thing about currents. Uh, yeah, that's true. It, it's a, it's weird. Anyway. And then freaking Sydney gets mad at the dead mom being like, she should have been here for me. Like she shouldn't have risked yeah, herself I like that. I didn't expect her to be mad at her mom for Yeah, dying. it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, girl, are you mad at your dad or mad at her or both? Because like one She's of those. She's really makes- mad at the dead mom because she runs back to her room and like rips up the picture of her. Yeah, but it's not. But the other thing, so she was out there with Malia and they were surfing when this happened and it's not like she like took a really dangerous wave or something or actively took a risk. They were it was pad- a freak accident. They were paddling in. Like it's like, she's just like, she should have been here for me. Yeah, so I guess that crazy. would make more sense if the story was like, I told her to come in and she wanted to get one more wave and she it was too big and then, you know what I, yeah. And then she could be mad because her mom was being reckless but it didn't sound like she was. It was a freak accident. But yeah, she runs home and tears up the picture. You're right. And then I think her and her dad have a conversation where he's like, uh, I'm trying to think about how to put it. Because it goes some places. It starts out... She begs him to say and to tell her anything about her mom and then he just says she was hot (laughs) (laughs) well he says like there was like a radiance from her that you have too but what's weird is that's how the conversation starts and then it just goes to the talking about the land now because he's like oh by the way you can decide what we do with this land anything you want to do we'll agree to it like it's fine he's like it's your choice to make but i'm not gonna pretend we couldn't use this money like he's like he's like we could really use this money and i was like okay finally he's guilty in turn to the fact that he will never be able to retire unless they do that he's like i'm gonna i can never i can teach english the rest of my life and never see this kind of cash. <laughs> the rea- the reality of the money in this situation, like the scope of the land at stake here, like it has to be upwards of like a hundred million dollar deal. And it's like oh, I'm sure. that to to anybody, it's like what you said earlier, like Sydney would never have to work a day in her life. No, you're, you're basically none of these people. It's basically this like, whole family would be set for life. That's why I'm saying I don't have an issue with the real estate guys because they're basically like, hey, do you want to be set for your entire life and do you want the company to entirely address all of your concerns and be totally like if the hotel people had said we can't keep the beach public like something like that but they said guess what horton agreed to all of your concerns they're good to go on the sale like it's just like so hey do you want to be multi-millionaires or do you want to own a decrepit ranch house like that's those are your choices basically. <laughs> this is the first time that like the money is like really addressed like yeah. he's finally like yeah like this is like this is his chunk of change but instead of him being like you know what since i technically legally own it because i'm an adult and you're my child and i get to make this call i'm gonna take the multi-million yeah. dollars he's just like yeah whatever you want to do i will like i will literally shape my entire life around whatever you want to do because i think she floats the idea here about living, living out there. of the house yeah and he's like well it wouldn't be easy but i'd do it if yeah, that's wait, what you want what? i don't know are, are, are our parents bad parents Luke? but like i don't think my mom would let me like move to hawaii on a whim no <laughs> and i don't I think know she'd come would. with me and then they would never get to see their friends or they'd lose their they'd have to quit their he's jobs. a professor uh, yeah. allegedly uh, in chicago i feel like this is a little bit of a different scenario because I'm sure in putting myself in his shoes I'm sure he was like this it's time for her to have a connection to her mother like and by living here that you know her mother will be like present in our lives but with that being said them not selling the land should have never been an option and there should have been a very real conversation with the father and the stepmother and Sydney where they're like look this decision is not up to you because we're gonna put into perspective what this money can do for 
all of our lives. There's no yeah. there's no world in which we don't sell this land. Like that's also, what like, should have happened. If you want to move to Hawaii, we should sell the land because then my job doesn't matter anymore because I don't need yeah. to work anymore. Just, that just, solves the just problem. Just sell the land and then tell the ho- the resident the the resort people that you want to have like a timeshare on there or whatever, <laughs> and you get to live there. Like that solves because they don't even. That's the thing is Bo floated originally that you could still make it like an operating ranch. They don't want to do that. They're just gonna live out of the crappy house. Yeah, they're not even gonna make a profit off the land. No, it's insanity. I get what you're saying. I guess I also the thing. It is a different scenario than what I'm positing with like my mom not letting me move to Hawaii. Because I also keep forgetting because he's such a goddamn square is that this dad did used to live here. Yeah. Yeah. He lived in Hawaii ostensibly with the mom. Yeah. Yeah, but he's been living in Chicago for like ten years. You don't think yeah, he has friends like, and he a does, job? But I'm just like... saying it's not a completely foreign place to him. Yeah, I, I know. I know. But it's a lot to to put on your child's shoulders that hey, I will change my entire life if that's what you want. But the whole conversation makes her okay with her mom again. Like I, they kind of bury the hatchet on the whole like being mad at the mom thing. And she goes and she tapes the photo back together and puts it back up in the mirror. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And then she takes a photo of the photo. And I was like, why would you take a photo of a oh. photo? I, not only in general, but why would you take a photo of a photo on a mirror? Yeah. That's going to be a nightmare of photography. This is actually, then, this is the birth of Apple computers, this scene. Okay, <laughs> it is, yeah. She, we dive into five minutes of pure, like, tech genius. <laughs> like, she yeah. is just, she is doing CSI Miami level enhancements <laughs> on a photo of a photo and then pick stitching it together with a photo she's, of herself. She's making a deep fake of her, <laughs> her mom. That's what I'm saying. And she edits a photo of them side by side. I thought what she was going to do also, is this crazy of me that I thought she was going to make it better? Like, I thought she was going to make it look like she was actually standing yes. behind her mom, like, in with the surfboard. Like, this looks at the end bad. Like, that's, yeah, that's, together. Bad. that's exactly what I mean, to what be fair, it is the year 2000. You can only go so good with it. No, but that's exactly what I thought, too. I was like, oh, she's gonna edit herself into the picture, standing next to her mom with, like, her yes. surfboard. And then I'm like, okay, yes. she literally just put their faces next to each other. You could have just digitally opened both photos and put the two separate windows next to yes. each other. <laughs> like, Pull the windows next to each other. That's the exact same fact. They don't look like they're in the same place at all, and they're, like, facing different directions. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? And, okay, so there's about mm, 20 minutes left of this movie it's time for the plot to start things really um, kick off it's time here. for things to happen because then she goes to see her friends at like the food truck that's by the beach and and it's not uh not Gia and Kona it's like the the side characters the other girls and and Kai or whatever it's the people we literally don't care that's about that's what I'm saying yes <laughs> and the kids have I could tell they she walks up and they give her the, the cold, cold shoulder. shoulder they're like it smells like dead fish over here and I was like yikes it's really aggressive but I was like okay so the kids find out about the resort I knew immediately when they started giving her the cold shoulder. They have seen something in the paper about luxury resort comes to Mackay. And this is where I had the note, like, if she's 13, would, why would these kids assume that her parents are giving her any say over how this land deal shakes out? And she's out? like, there hasn't been a decision made yet. And also, we don't know who wrote this in the newspaper. I was expecting maybe the real estate were like, oh, we gotta drum up buzz, you know? This, no. This Again, they continue to do nothing wrong. hasn't even gone through yet. This is yellow journalism. Yeah, it's, and it's on the front page. <laughs> It's a sleepy little town. Okay, anyway, she goes to look for Gia. Yeah, but finds And her Kona. mom and finds Kona, who's just repairing surfboards to music. No, he's working on her board specifically. Yes. Yeah. But he's not doing anything embarrassing. And then he sees her and he, he turns and he goes, how long were you there? And I'm like, it's not like he was dancing or anything, <laughs> no, was he? He was, just, no. he was like embarrassed. Was, well, it's because he's trying to cover up the, what he's doing for her. I was so confused by this scene because... Once he starts talking about what he's doing, like, the reality is he painted 
the picture he drew of her on her board. But and then he's talking to her and he's like, yeah, I'm like shaping up your board. It's like, no, you're not shaping her board. You like painted her board. And I was like, this just makes like no sense. Also, like, wh- why would he do that without her permission? Like it was her mom's. Yeah, yeah I, 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 really that is her mom's. Like, that's what I said. Like, why would you ruin her mom's? Yeah. Like, dude, I like just because she said she liked your drawing didn't mean she wanted to do to paste on her mom's. To, to face do, a family the, heirloom. The deep significant surfboard of hers. But she's like, oh, but she's stigmatized by this guy. So she's like, I love it. Like, she doesn't even care. But he also says here in this scene, like, about the resort, she's like, he's like, no, Gia stood up for you. Like, basically, Gia stood up for her and said, like, mm-hmm. you know, you weren't going to sell when, they, when all the other people were ragging on her, which I thought that was nice. Yeah, this is definitely where it gets, uh, I, I decided I was on board with Gia because I was still, like, not sure about her, but I really like some of the work she puts in here and a little bit later uh, because he tells her that he can find her at her, like, thinking Secret spot. place. Secret, Secret spot, which is just on a beach. It's a different beach with more rocks, I guess, where she goes to think. When her absentee father forgets yeah, her because he's in Bali. So we get into this. That was so weird. Um, that came out of nowhere. It's I'm really out of nowhere. It's like they are. It's like they went. Well, we already did a dead parent in this movie. What is another like childhood trauma that she could bring up out of nowhere and have no in- impact on the plot? Basically, because she goes to tell her like, "Oh, we haven't decided about the land yet, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. She's like, "No, I know it doesn't matter. I'm just here to think." Like it reminds me of last year when my dad didn't call me on my birthday. <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, sad. And sad. I came out here when I was, you know, just to to not think. And about she it. does. And oh yeah, no. This is the scene where this it all it all comes to light because she does get mad at her being like the fact that you would even consider it and she's like well you don't understand it they're they're gonna turn the place where the whales come back into like reserve and she goes do you think the whales will come back if there's tourists and I was like I don't think the whales care <laughs> and also they apparently come in like the middle of the night it's not like a ship is gonna be there during the day and then. Sydney just kind of out of nowhere. How did she figure this out? Kaiser Soze puts things together <laughs> in her brain of like, was but this all your s- plan all along that you and I become friends and you show me all this stuff? No, she says, like, is that why you bumped into me on yeah, accident yeah. that first day? Did you know about the inheritance and like were trying to like convince me otherwise or whatever? So is like, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, me and my mom, we were in it together. We wanted you to make friends and see all this stuff about your culture and your heritage. I also maybe wanted to boy bait you with Kona. Like, that was... I was just going to say, because I, I don't remember, does she, like, say that she basically boy baited her with Kona? I think... Yes, she she alludes to it. So she goes, I, I, I was a lie at first, but then it was real. It's kind of like all of the rom-coms where the love is a bet at first, and then, like, they had a guy in 10 days fall in love for real. Um, She's like, I, I didn't... It was, like, at first it was fake, but then I really wanted to be your friend, and after... It was all real and sydney's just spitting venom at her and she's Ooh. she's just throwing out lines and she's like as much why don't you take those acting delivery. talents to hollywood <laughs> sick burn sid she uh, so she's like throwing out venom at her and then like she is just like all right fuck you then um and starts she then goes scorched earth on her and is like yeah like you know like kona like she alludes to the fact that she made kona like fake like her basically and that is what really sets sydney off and sydney's like all right i'm gonna sell your home bye <laughs> yeah. she's like i hate you all you're not, I'm never going to see any of you again. And I'm going to sell this land and sign this document. 
And then they cut to the hotel office again. Yeah, the real estate place. And they give her a very dramatic pen to sign. And a glass of sparkling cider. Yeah, as a sign. I I don't, I was like at this point getting a little sleepy. Um, (laughs) I was watching this late last night. I was getting a little sleepy and I like must have like looked at my phone or something. But I missed them say sparkling cider. And then I just saw them handing her a champagne glass. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And so then I rewound it and I saw this and I was like, okay, okay. We're we're good, we're good. Channel. And so, yeah, they do a big dramatic thing about whether or not she's going to sign the contract, which she cannot legally sign. This is entirely <laughs> non pending. And then she, and like, it just cuts to her running off. Like, I was, ex- I was hoping we would get a scene of her, like, telling off the realtors or something. Being, a monologue like, about A Hawaii. monologue, something. No, she just runs off to go see Malia and she's like, Where's Gia? I need to talk to her. And she's like, I don't freaking know. And then she goes and finds Koda and she's like, Where's Gia? I need to talk to her. And he goes, I don't freaking know. What's weird is after she meets Koda, he he doesn't like apologize for, I don't know, maybe he wasn't in on it. It seemed like they were all in on it. On on what? The the manipulation. No, the romance plot, Luke completely does not absorb. (laughs) What happens in the original Gia conversation is Gia's like alludes that Kona was in on it. That shatters Sydney's heart. So she thinks he was in on it. But then you realize at the end when she makes up with Gia that Kona wasn't. And she was just saying that to hurt her. Okay, fair enough. Because Kona is, as we know, very together. Heart of gold. Great listener. Great listener. Um, I, I was pretty I was pretty uh, done with the end by the end of this movie, so I definitely didn't absorb that. But even the mom who did apparently help manipulate her doesn't say anything. She's to what? That like she's not like, oh by the way, I'm sorry. She's just like, oh, okay, bye. Like she Well, just... this scene is so effing weird when she goes to the mom's place. Yeah. Because it's one of those really annoying lazy script things where like this conflict could just be resolved by a conversation and Camilla Bell is trying to tell Malia that she didn't sell the land but Malia's not letting her finish her sentence and so she thinks she did sell the land and she's like I thought that she does kind of apologize because she's like I thought maybe that by like just getting a connection to your mom you might not but I understand why you would like you it was been so long since you've been here why would you have any connection to this place and then she gives her a locket Claire what does she get yeah it's a locket necklace with a picture of her and her mom in it which she also doesn't look like a baby in the picture if I remember correctly no she looks like four yeah (laughs) also this girl was just sadly adobe photoshopping a photo of her and her mother together to have one are you telling me that malia's been sitting on pictures of them together this whole time (laughs) and sydney's never seen one before a hundred percent that's exactly what's happened (laughs) that's absolutely fucked up um i had forgotten entirely about the locket because i want to make sure you guys get this at home this is like the last 10 minutes of the movie like the movie's going to be over in like five seconds but yeah then she runs and meets up with Kona and she's like I gotta find Gia I need to you know apologize to her whatever and he's like oh I haven't seen her and they basically come to the conclusion that she went surfing alone on that dangerous spot that was her special place but that has scary rocks because she said something about it that's like when you're out there like the whole world just drops away like the bad memories about my deadbeat father (laughs) and so they split up and she goes and finds like her like beach stuff sitting on a rock and at this point my note literally says and what are you gonna do about this you little grom like she has stood up on a surfboard one time like I was like, what the? Go get an adult. What can you do? Get you are you are useless. There's not time for you're an adult. I also can't believe like if you're at the beach and you don't see her, like she's dead at this point. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's probably there's dead no world where 
she her survives surfboard this. is floating in the rock. Yeah, the surfboard is what really got me. I was like, she's probably dead, right? <laughs> Especially because, so yeah, she sees her surfboard and they, again, I had raised questions about the safety strap before and they do show it's like ripped in half. Yeah. So like she got thrown away from it. And so she has to paddle out into the waves. In khakis. And again, yep. it's shot so badly that you could just not parse really what's going on. Because like, I don't even know how to describe, she finds her. Like she finds her, they get on the board. But she's, she's like getting tossed around in the waves and like yeah, sinking under the water and she gets good. her on the board and swims her back in. She doesn't even have to actually surf in the climax of this movie, which is wild. It's a wild yeah, thing. It's, just yeah, it's... But then they get her back to the beach and Kona finds them and Kona yet again gets his cast away. <laughs> his doctor is probably so pissed and they drag her out and she is like her arm is messed up. She ran into the reef, I guess. Yeah, she had like broke her arm a little bit or at least tore it up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She tells them they didn't, she didn't sign the contract. She didn't sign They're the moving to Hawaii. They're moving to Hawaii, I guess. And like then it cuts to Malia and the dad talking. We're best friends now. We're best friends and he's like, she's like, what are you going to do? And he goes, I don't know, quit my job, finish my novel. Of course this man has an unfinished bad novel of course <laughs> it's all about why hawaii is secretly no I, no 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 guys it was i don't know look for a teaching job yep finish that novel mm-hmm. so he's got this some um, a novel in his back pocket open my school at yeah, the old plantation there's house a weird school that, thing was there in. a scene in the cutting are, room floor? old plantation are you talking about the place you are the place where the mom, the mom used to, okay. he's talking about the place where the mom lived well it seemed like a really it could be a place to have a school you gotta take a horse up there <laughs> And also, did you notice that the dad and the stepmom are now wearing Hawaiian print clothes? Oh, because they're they're here now. <laughs> Emma, when you live, Emma, when you agree to live in Hawaii, your clothing transforms oh, into Hawaiian God. print. That, that's that's just canon. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how the movie ends. It just like it's such no. A... Then she's taking pics of them in the water. Oh, finally, she's taking a surfboard. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's a really limp in the water. She has a waterproof camera. Yeah. Um, it's a really limp, boring ending to a kind of limp, boring movie, in my opinion. Also, just a really quick fun fact: I when I went to Hawaii, I also bought a waterproof camera so I could take pictures of myself canoe surfing on my canoe surfing expedition and I would let you guys know that waterproof film camera technology has not evolved from this point. <laughs> the, camera, the camera that I took to Hawaii, they look exactly the same. Oh my god. But yeah, that's Rip Girls. Still don't know why it's called Rip Girls. I mean, I guess it's a Rip Girls. It's a They're girls who yeah, rip. Yeah, it's about, yeah, but it's about, if it was called Rip Girl, I would buy it. But it's about mostly the one girl. G is like a side thing. But also the one girl doesn't really rip. Yeah, the one <laughs> The, the one girl that it's about is not a rip. They're young. It's not rip thing. They're young. There's still time for them to like get good at surfing. That's true. She lives there now. She has so much time. Yeah. Well, had they done like a flash forward of like six months later and her absolutely ripping and curling it, I would be like, sure, those are the rip girl. She's the rip girl now. Fine. But it's just a bad title. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. I have, I don't know how you guys normally wrap up these episodes, but I have so many things to say about Camilla Bell because... During this entire episode, I've been like looking into her as well, and I just like. Say them all right now. I want them all. <laughs> okay. One, she's, she's back to acting. As of four weeks ago, she was on a set, so that's good news. It actually might be this this next thing I'm about to mention on her Instagram story today. She's participating in a Facebook Live audio room about how to recognize a toxic friendship, which might be about Gia. So. Wait, what? <laughs> Who I won't have said that genius God's good name booked this event. It's hosted by Becky G. Yeah. Oh. The pop singer. <laughs> this is a mad libs of people. <laughs> she also has a pixie cut now, which is new. 
I also found a Nikki Swift article called Why Hollywood Won't Cast Camilla Bell Anymore. Do they have an answer? <laughs> they have a few. One, she was never really a household name. Two, she's... I beg to differ. She's never really good. She's frequently upstaged by her more famous co-stars. This is shown with a picture of um, Dakota Fanning. Um, she keeps a low profile off screen. She had bad blood with a certain pop princess. Taylor Swift. Yep. Her shot at stardom tanked at the box office. I've never even heard of this movie. Can we end the episode? You guys can just do a Camilla <laughs> Bell section on your own. Guys, I could talk about this forever. This There should be a true crime podcast, but it's actually what happened to Camilla Bell's career. Because I need to know. Because um, someone murdered it. Someone killed it. And I would argue it might have been a suicide, because I didn't think she was very good in this movie. I'm not trying to be mean, though. She was 13. You know, you're not, not, everyone's not at the top of their game. I, but I, I maintain everything I said at the beginning. I thought this was a lifeless, dull movie in general with very little plot, and uh, the emotion just did not ring true for me. Clearly, it might be because I, of my maleness. Okay. You, you guys seem to be really big fans of it. I thought this was great. I enjoyed it. I love the setting. I love the characters. Are we ranking it? Yeah, what would you rank it, Emma? I would rank it, I think for me, it's an 8 out of 10. <laughs> uh, I was going to give it like a hot 3 out of 10. Oh my not god. A not a fan. Listen, Emma still rated You Wish, which is one of my favorite ones, as like a 1, so I'm still being movie. generous. Claire, what would you rate it? A, a 9 out of 10. I, this is up there like... <laughs> God, no. I would rate almost every decom movie like nine out of ten. Well, that, well, that, that, that's a different scale than we're talking about. No, here, no, I think I stand by it. I think Luke, this movie Whatever. was not for you. I can, I acknowledge that. I do. I just it wasn't. Good. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I enjoyed my time with it. Big three. I want to thank Claire so much for coming on oh, and absolutely. for Claire. giving us our t- her time and her opinions, which were amazing. <laughs> Claire, do you have anything you want to plug? Your social media handles, anything like hey, that? Where can people find you on the where internet? Can- oh, people can find me on Instagram at Clam Masano. Clam like from the sea, like a rip girl. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. Excellent. This was That's the, good to hear. This was the best. Thank you guys so much for having me. No, thank you so much for joining us. It was great to have you on. I'm glad we were able to make it work after all the schedule shuffling and everything. So glad you were here. Emma, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I am at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me on Twitter at wildfire underscore king. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash lucastyle. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. But most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at dcomedypod podcast give us follow like our stuff um we really appreciate everybody you know chiming in on there um also you should check out all the great shows on audioentropy.com there's gonna be one you like i guarantee it claire and i would you like to know what we're watching next month what are we watching because it's lucas's birthday month which <gasps> what means is I get it to pick it's one of my personal favorites um it's kind of a sports movie it's a really weird obscure sport movie and it stars frankie muniz it's miracle and lane oh, too is he paralyzed <laughs> in that one i believe he is <laughs> I, and there's a weird thing where angels turn out to be real <laughs> Wait. Uh, so join us in January as we ride down the hill into Angelville or whatever happens in that movie because I only kind of remember it. I think that's all that's left to say. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next month. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Decoms forever. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. You know, in the stories they say our ancestors are out there watching over us. 
and that the whales move back and forth between the two worlds, linking one to the other. That's one of the truths, yeah, that we're all connected. Never alone, that's aloha. Were you there when it happened? My mom's accident? <laughs>